Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Don't cry. The news at 11 continues with a disturbing story out of Montgomery County. Students found flyers taped up at a high school that say it's okay to be white. It's okay to be white. Put out the fire and don't look past my shoulder. Just evil motivation. Just go back into your hole. The exodus is here. I was literally like walking to the LBC. I was getting a bagel. I have a test today. I had a pretty rough night last night. I was opening the door and I saw the sign as if that like wasn't another confirmation that I needed that I don't belong on this campus. Our campus and our society tells us people of color that it's not okay to be people of color. To see a piece of paper that says it's okay to be white is just, it's not okay to be a person of color, but it's okay to be white. You are fake news. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show, terrific show, tremendous show, frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I am flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. The uh, the stream title here is true. The rumors are true. We did indeed interview the woman at the center of the controversy lately. That is Red Pill Black. That interview that interview will close the show in an hour or so's time, maybe an hour and a half. Uh, and yes, we did do our best to ask the questions that the critics are asking. It turns out, unbeknownst to us prior to this interview, that she has more information to reveal on Tuesday on the Rubin Report in a debate with Blair White. So, you know, we tried to dig, but some of that stuff is being withheld for some type of grand reveal, I guess. And uh, we are reduced to shills for Dave's show. But overall... (laughs) Which we're fine with, whatever. Don't act like that's a problem, come on. But And I, I, you know, it's information that was... Put upon us you know this is not necessarily the, the way that we plan things but overall i still think the interview went well and i think being uh being fair to all sides was the aim we want to be fair to candace and I, we want to be fair to the critics as well so uh i think uh i think she she handled herself well and i think we did our best to represent uh, the critical side of it as well your thoughts on it i don't know i mean a- afterwards um i felt pretty good about it uh but then i've been stewing on it over the weekend and now i'm you know, I, I wish I would have gone harder on some things, but she did tell us before the interview, she's like, listen, I'm doing this big reveal on Tuesday. I don't want to lose steam on that. And so there are just some questions about social autopsy that I can't answer. Um, we still ask them anyway, because that was the show that we prepped. Uh, so I don't know. I, I guess we did the best that we could. Always after an interview like this, you're like, well, I should have said that. I should have said that. But we really were in a bind. We had to give both sides um, kind of a, we had to give both sides some credit and 
acknowledge that that both people had a real issue that needed to be discussed. So. Look at you trying to be all fair and stuff. It, it's, how, this is an nice impossible is. situation. This is a role reversal we got going. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I mean, this was yeah. a, this was a real bind. It was difficult. Yeah. Conflicting yeah. about. I mean, I know we'll take a bunch of heat for hosting her, for talking to her. That's fine. You know. We do our best. We're open to talking to people who want to talk to us. So it was, it was, uh, it was good. I'm glad we did it, and uh, that'll come up in about an hour and a half. Anyway, uh, I don't know. The show looks pretty long. <laughs> I know it's well. That's the thing is, there's a lot to get through. So we better get to it because first, first, well, first and foremost, there are a couple topics that are developing. Uh, well, one that's developing right now. I'll get yeah. to that in a moment. We're not going to talk a lot about this shooter situation because it's kind of developing, but. Um, but we will mention it briefly. Uh, big stories, though. The big anti-Trump protests scheduled for this weekend in 20 cities, including your city, Seattle, didn't really do anything. But no. um, there were some comical scenes. We'll play a little bit of what happened in your neck of the woods. Tuesday, of course, we saw the terrible terror attack in Manhattan. The uh, unfortunately routine truck of peace. We're all familiar with the facts by now, so we're not going to review those. But it was another week of media doing everything possible to uh, to coddle Islam in the aftermath. I mean, it, it's unfortunate how predictable this stuff is. And uh, I got a series of clips and headlines that I would say you have to see and hear to believe, but it's almost it's almost part of the routine at this point. So it's, the unfortunate part is, of course, the attack itself, and then compounded by uh, a media unwillingness to look at these things in in terms of truth, in terms of fact. <laughs> I'm not even asking for harsh criticism of Islam, but can we talk about the role that Islam played? Is that too much to ask? No, the, the coddling. That's what needs to be done. Yeah. Going out of their ways to jump through hoops to, to protect it from any criticism whatsoever. We'll get to it. It's very disheartening to me. And I feel like we do this show every few months, you know, where we have to go through these ridiculous, this ridiculous media coverage. But we'll go through some of it. Hey, Donna Brazil, famous for... Um, what was it? You're, you're like a thief that wants to bring into the night the, the things that you found that, you that was in the gutter. In the gutter. <laughs> she found some secrets in the gutter. She's out with a new book. It basically confirms what most of us already believed to be true and indeed had seen demonstrated to be true. Hillary and the DNC were quite the corrupt pairing. Oh, yeah. They were they were a great team of um, not necessarily illegality, but shadiness and lack of ethics and lack of honesty. So we'll look at the specific details. Plus, uh, a question that could only be asked in the current year, you heard it in the intro, is it okay to be white? And how would you feel if an anonymous person posted a flyer in a public space around you that says that it is? This brought to you by the 4chan geniuses who previously drove Shia LaBeouf insane. <laughs> they are back. And I got to say, this might be my favorite mass public trolling of all time. So we'll take a few moments for appreciation. This is, this is quality stuff for a variety of reasons. Uh, and some of the the news piece that we'll highlight, you heard a little bit of it, is one of the most bizarre news pieces I've ever seen. Um, so I, I, we'll get into it at that point. But I don't know if there was like fake news awards that might be that might be tops. It's not necessarily fake, just like ridiculous news awards that yeah. might be top. Yep. Uh, and it is a new week, which apparently now means you know if it's a new week, it's a new <laughs> black Nazi spray painting swastikas on public property somewhere, or you know. This was a church, I guess, not necessarily public property. But I noticed that we didn't have any surprise cringe, so I didn't prep myself on this one because I was like, all right, I guess some of this needs to be surprising cringe. It's a good story. Well, it's not surprising uh, (laughs) because I mean, it's true. It's like I wrote in the notes here. It's just like doing the weather report. 
It's like we do the weather report on our show. It's very consistent. And here's this week's Black Nazi. I mean, this and is number three, right? Oh, at least. Yeah. yeah. And in a row, like yep. each and every week. And this one came to me on Monday and I thought this has to be a joke. There can't be a new one of these every week. We'll talk about it. This, this guy uh, went on quite the adventure, it sounds like. And of course, we'll take all your super chat comments and questions in between topics. Five bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. We regret the policy, but we got to keep the Sunday show moving along. It'll be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us afloat, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. There is more of the show on the audio platforms, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. I'll link in the description for you. Real quick, we'll start with the topics that we won't cover, at least at length. So number one, Bo Bergdahl, not going to, not going to prison. Oh, good Des- Lord. Deserter, possible treasonous guy, Bo Bergdahl, who deserted his post in Afghanistan in 2009, apparently responsible for six soldier deaths, one soldier in a wheelchair with permanent injury. Um, and Bo Bergdahl, the, the reason for that. And uh, a federal, well, the, the judge in Fort, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, uh, has said he's not going to get uh, not going to get any prison time. Long story short, I think that's crap. I'd like to see him in jail, but that's about it. I know we were going to discuss this, and we were both like, uh, "That's bullshit." And he's like, "Do you have anything else to say about it?" I'm like, "Huh? I guess, I guess I don't." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll leave that one be, and maybe we'll discuss it another time. But mm-hmm. in the interest of other topics here, so this mass shooting that's going on right now is 27 dead reportedly outside of San Antonio, Texas. Uh, the shooter has been identified tentatively. I want to emphasize that everything we say here is kind of is tentative at this point. Uh, but the, I'm seeing reports that the shooter has been identified as Devin Patrick Kelly, served in the Air Force from 2010 to 2014, at which point he was dishonorably discharged and court-martialed. Uh, I, that's about all I can deliver on the facts. There are more facts becoming available, including very fake facts from CNN. CNN with this report earlier this afternoon. Do you know anything about the attacker? We don't. Um, it was reported to me that he's actually not from this community. Apparently, his name was released as Sam Hyde. That was the name I was I was uh, given. Uh, we don't know any more details. Oh, Sam Hyde time. is your shooter. Every time. We Thanks, were talking man. about this before we went live. And honestly, they've been reporting Sam Hyde as being the perp in all of these shootings since Omar Mateen. It's been yeah. almost, what, two years since they've been doing this? I can't believe it's still working. That's Democratic Congressman Vicente <laughs> Gonzalez, too. I mean, it, it's, uh, I, I'm sympathetic to people who fall for false information in a developing story. But th- in this case, it just shows a disconnect to culture, too. Just I mean, Google that, Sam Hyde. Right, and he, he's been yeah. linked to like the last 10 terror events. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's just an absolute disconnect to basic um, scrutiny, basic research. And not only that, just basic culture like don't you go on the internet haven't you ever know, seen the jokes before that means that he literally did not google the name of the shooter before he went live on cnn are you joking or he has an aide that he really trusts that's incredibly incompetent yeah who is uh, yeah incredibly out of touch yeah so that's uh that's your congressman tax yeah. you know i don't know if he covers this jurisdiction or this district in texas or not but he's from the area uh, okay, so then there's these mass anti-Trump protests. Originally, I thought these were Antifa organized. They weren't. They were from this group Refuse Fascism, and the fear was Antifa was going to co-opt these. Oh, I thought they took out a, uh, an ad in the New York Times. 
I, the reports I see say it's refuse fascism, not Antifa. Huh. In any case, they did demonstrations in 22, 22 cities, including Seattle. Uh, all of them appear to have been small and basically without incident. There weren't some... Um, like major, I've not seen reports of like major crime or major violence or anything. Well, I and walked I, all around downtown and I didn't see anything until like I got on home. I got home and I went on Twitter a few hours later and there were no more than 50 people at hmm. this pro. I mean, it was tiny. Oh, yeah. And in, in LA, it was reported hundreds. I mean, that is hardly uh, news. You know, that's not yeah. even really a mass protest. That's <clears throat> a good chunk of people, but I don't know that that's national news really. They say they plan to do this every day uh, for two weeks. So I guess uh, some people have financial stability and no jobs, presumably. Yeah, really. It's kind of weird. Wait, they're still, they're supposedly still at it in my city and I didn't even know. That's what, well, let's check out the news report because that's what <laughs> Seattle news guy over at King 5 says. And they say they plan to do this nationally every day too, I believe, not just Seattle. No pants! No KKK! No fascist USA! Demanding an end to what they called our national nightmare, anti-Trump protesters said enough is enough, and this is the beginning of the end. Trump is terrible. The Trump-Pence <laughs> regime must go! Demonstrators in more than 20 U.S. cities staged rallies today, the first of what they said will be two solid weeks of daily demonstrations to build national momentum, culminating in the ouster of Trump and his vice president and resulting in new elections. Other than a few minor verbal skirmishes with Antifa demonstrators and the occasional smoke bomb, the demonstration was peaceful. You are disgusting as pro-Trump counter-demonstrators taunted them. Uh, unlike what they would tell you, I'm not a Nazi. I just believe that Donald Trump has... America in his best interest. Did you need some gasoline? At one point, a woman tried to burn an American flag, only to have it swiped away by this man who says he's a U.S. veteran, acting as a medic for the rally. One year into the Trump presidency, the resistance continues, but will it overcome? Do you think that this movement could actually... Any little bit help? No, but it doesn't matter. Any little bit helps. Every little bit helps. As I mentioned, this is the first of two solid weeks of daily demonstrations here in the city. Each of the weekday demonstrations will happen, of course, during the rush hour between 4 and 7 p.m., so be prepared for that. Uh, be prepared. More traffic. That's all <laughs> that I care about in relation to this. I'm like, oh, great. Now it's just going to be harder to get around this garbage city. Yeah. Um, in case you thought you heard any coherence in their message, allow me to... <laughs> deconstructed <laughs> okay so they say they're going to prompt new elections first off you'd have to impeach trump okay then <laughs> vice president mike pence gets power now there are some people that say congress could uh or congress does have the power to call for a special election but that's kind of constitutionally dubious so that that remains a sort of an unanswered question legally and then the, as a practical matter, would they want to do it? You're telling me Republican controlled Congress is like, well, we could have vice president. First off, they're going to impeach Trump, apparently, for, for These are lofty unexplained goals. They to bring it down reasons. And then once, once Pence is in, they're going to go, yeah, we like having uh, control of Congress and the presidency, but let's go ahead and gamble it on some special elections because a, a few dozen people in Seattle are, uh, are uptight about this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they think they're going to do that. They think they're going to do this. Apparently, that's their goal. At the end, you heard the interviewer say, do you think this will do anything? And the guy responds, no, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, yeah, isn't that your mantra? It's working hard for uselessness. You know? like, <laughs> we're, out, we're out here showing them, man. Well, you're not really accomplishing anything. Yeah. Well, it makes them feel good, don't you know? Yeah, apparently. They're and drunk then I'm glad, on virtue. 
I'm glad that you pointed this out to me, but is there a more Seattle problem than trying to light a flag on fire, but having trouble in the rain? <laughs> I know. I actually, I saw some footage of that uh, where it was a little bit longer and like they try pretty hard to light it on fire. And they just can't because it's misty. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is a very, that's a very Seattle predicament. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to um, the truck of peace and the media's reaction. Uh, that's going to be a solid chunk of time. Do, do we need to take a break before we do that? Uh, I guess we could. Yeah. I I wonder if people think that I'm insane because I'm always laughing when I shouldn't be, but the super chat and the live chat, you guys are terrible. <laughs> Look at yeah. Blonde trying to be fair because I was all flustered in the beginning. This yeah, red yeah. black thing really stresses me out. I hope yeah. everybody knows that. Can confirm, yeah. Yeah, I've been stressed all week. Um, okay, Frank Underwood said... Congrats, Blonde. You finally got a date with your girl crush. Also, have you guys seen Antifa Nambla fake banner troll epic stuff? Yeah, that was fake. Retweeted by Gavin McInnes, Paul Joseph Watson. I retweeted, then found out it was fake. I had that tweet up for 24 hours. I was really pissed. I wish people would not do shit like that. And I was also disappointed to see some people say, yeah, sure, it's fake, but does it matter because it's still funny? Yes. And it's like, yeah, it yes, matters. it matters. I it retweeted that funny. thinking that it exposed some greater truth about the left. And I yeah. just got duped by people on my own side. I was really mad. And there were those weird connections between Bam and Nambla that we talked about a long time yeah. ago. But again, that doesn't make this particular sign truthful. No, I mean, so, but wasn't so, it, it wasn't so far-fetched that you would see that and be like, that's fake. That, yeah. that was the real problem with it. <sighs> um, yeah, well, you're about as accurate as a uh, congressional aide, apparently. Whoever, <laughs> I, know, whoever I know, right? Tells the guy Sam Hyde is the killer. Yeah. Jeez. Um, Gabriel Lopez said, it's okay to be a faggot. Every week we get a new <laughs> message filled with your insight and wisdom. Yeah. And a donation. Thank you for the donation. Thank you. Uh, Jachi Marshall, put away the hose, you two. I'm here now. All right. Hey, hey, bro. Hey, bro. Wait, what's, the, what's the hose? I don't get the, I don't know the reference. All right. You kids and your jokes. That one's, that one's, that one's too advanced for me. <laughs> Tendies for breakfast said, I'm going to go ahead and not read that. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He said stupid black masked loser faggot rotting in hell tonight for shooting up a church. Ah. We're okay. It's okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big difference, I would say. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, thank you for the donation. Honest Onk said, goddamn Decept Decepticons and their trucks of peace. Yeah, <laughs> we, we will be talking um, about the terrorism this week. El Chango said, hey, guys, I hope you're doing great. As a brown Hispanic, I say it is okay to be white. That aside, I would like to see Red Pill Black side of the story. Um, if you really want Red Pill Black side of the story, she's going to reveal way more on Tuesday. So don't watch yeah, this show. You'll, you'll, <laughs> well, you'll get a, 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 some insight into what her plan of attack is on Tuesday, too. I guess it's yep. kind of the preview, you know. Um, Malcolm from the North said, Sam Hyde at it again. Shucks, guys. When will they ever catch that villain and bring him? I know. Just God, he know. just, he never, he always gets away with it. Speaking of media scrutiny, when are they actually going to go after him? All they they never they never go after Sam Hyde. I know, he's still yeah. walking the streets. Mm. Joseph Kulisic said, "Blonde, you won't be able to quit your channel without an outlet for political rage. You'll end up smoking or beating the kids." That's true. <laughs> That's true. I believe kids, that. But I do need an outlet for political rage. I oh, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, but I am um, banned on Twitter for or suspended for a whole week for saying "quit being a faggot, faggot" to somebody. Because a guy had a screenshot of the chat and you said, what's up, fags? I said, I always chat. say, hey, fags, in the chat. Yeah. 
Um, so and, yeah, and he I, wasn't even serious. That's he, the thing. He, is the, and I knew he was just trolling me. That's why I said quit being oh, a fag fag. See, I thought he was serious. And then he came to me and said, no, no, I was just joking. No, I knew he I was thought, just joking. And that's yeah. why I, you know, that's why I had that snide little remark. Like we, right. we were just having some banter. So, so someone else saw that response. Someone else saw that response. An uninvolved that party. An, an uninvolved party. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so uh, I still have three days and like 15 hours left. I know. But I, and you're sending Brazil me all the thing. best tweets that you want to retweet, but can't. <laughs> no, I just, <laughs> oh, so I've just been DMing the hell out of Skag. I'm sure he's so annoyed, but I just, three days. They're, they're funny. The ones were funny. I can, I can. Yeah, but I know that confirm. you won't tweet some of the stuff that I'm sending you. <laughs> yeah, it's a little too, I, I, I don't know. Well, I just, well, and it's bound to make some people mad that I'd prefer not to have them mad at me. Like it, yeah. it picks fights that I don't want to pick. Yeah, yeah. That's Even though they're funny. I don't deny the funniness. Uh, Liza Jane Williams said, blaming a gun for a death is like blaming your dick for rape. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the donation. We appreciate it. Um, Redicus said, the commie group Revolution Communist Party couldn't get more than 100 people to get out of their mother's basement. Yeah. Oh, I was going to show the frame. There were there were actual communist flags in that, that uh, parade oh, yeah. there they yeah. were doing. Like straight up bright red, yellow hammer and sickle communist yep. flags. Um, Honest Onks again said, someone tell Pem Pence to up the voltage on these resist fascism fags. <laughs> I know that was the most low energy. They're all like texting and stuff. I'm like, oh, God. Special election, guys. We're going to get it. I know. Yeah. You're right. Dangerous Spaces said, so America could have a special election. Well, looking at that news report, I think we can see who would make up the special part of the <laughs> electorate. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, the, even if they were, that's the other thing about this, even if they were successful in getting Congress to do this, none of these degenerates would vote anyway. <laughs> yeah. They'd It'd all stay like, home. They'd forget or they'd be like, no, man, not voting is my vote. That sort of thing. <laughs> and then the results would be the same anyhow. Um, Paul Cox said, hey, just popping to give your money. I owe you for last night. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It was fun. <laughs> oh, Thank yeah. It was that. great. Um, and Diggity Dank just said, uh, oh, no, no message, actually. But somebody did just say something in the live chat. Um, Janelle Wright just said, Blonde, I'm sorry I've been a fan and a Patreon supporter of yours for a few months, but seeing that you're having Candace Owens on really pisses me off. I mean, for people like that, like, if you're mad that I'm interviewing somebody, like, uh, come on. Yeah, I mean, if we come if on. we were going like, to be bullied into not talking to certain people. Into not talking to somebody. Sorry. Like, I, I, yeah, I got to say, like, I you should withdraw your Patreon support because I'll talk to anybody. Um, yeah. I mean, just for talking to her, you haven't even seen what the interviews. Right, we're not be. we're not going to lick her butt, as Blonde would say. We're not going to yeah. kiss her butt. Like we we you know we'll we talk to people on critical terms. But yeah, I mean, but uh, but this attitude, like I can't. I actually saw people in the live chat. I can't believe you're giving her a platform. Like I hear social justice giving her a say platform. That, her platform is way bigger than ours. Her platform is way bigger than ours <laughs> combined. <laughs> what? what? Yeah. I I so, I'm sorry. I mean, I get so it. Sorry, I understand. And I understand that when we have guests, all not all the not everyone's going to like every guest. That's yeah. one of the reasons we try to not yeah. push oh, guests and too I heavily. I didn't mention this either, but we were in negotiations to get her on the show. Like after I saw her first video three months ago, it's not like I, like we really didn't want to be embroiled in this scandal. It's just, she wanted to come on when this happened to be happening. Yeah. But, so. uh, but I, you know, I, I'm not going to respond to anyone that wants to bully who I can and cannot talk to. Yeah. I don't like that at all. I mean, what if we had Richard Spencer or something on? Sure. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're good for now. Okay. Anyway, I don't know. I don't want to be too critical of that person because, you know, maybe whatever. whatever. People react to things. So, you know, I'm not trying to single that person out. I just, I also don't want to be pressured. I don't, I want to have my show the way I want it. Damn it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's okay. The Manhattan truck of peace 
event happens, right? So this is Seifulo Saipov. He's 29. He's a news back who came here in 2010 under this diversity visa lottery. I explained all that stuff if you want to He looks like a real winner. Uh, Well, he looks like an ISIS guy who would drive a truck of peace down down a bike path. And that's part of what we'll get to at the end here. Uh, so he rented this Home Depot truck. He drives down the Manhattan bike path. He kills 80. He injures 12. Gets out. Shouts Allahu Akbar. He left a note praising ISIS in the truck. And he requested a ISIS flag to be on display in his hospital room. Now, uh. as we said at the top of the show, the the hoops through which media will jump to coddle islam and protect islam and i want to be clear about what i'm saying here because i'm not saying nuanced analysis has no place like there could be many factors at play here and i'm not saying it's not important to learn as many details about this attacker as we can the problem is they're taking these bizarre small petty details about him and amplifying them to explain what happened when the real reason it happened the reason he's telling you it happened is right in your face and you're just ignoring it. That's mm-hmm. what's driving me nuts. It's like, oh, we'll explain every every possible reason that he did this, except for his Islamic motive. Yeah. We'll never touch that. Okay, so <laughs> let's just hop right into the news. MSNBC, Malcolm Nance is a um, terrorism analyst on MSNBC, and this is what he says about what happened in Manhattan. It is, is you are seeing the physical manifestation of a cult ideology and what you're seeing is not islam whatsoever Uh. none of this is condoned including the you know sacrificing and getting yourself killed at the end of a terrorist attack none of that is islamic it's anti-islamic and what you're seeing is these these people have have created a belief system in which mass murder as we saw in 9-11 and as we've seen all throughout the middle east they kill more muslims than anyone else where mass murder is their act of worship and that's just cultism that's that's right are you listening to yourself oh my god it's not islam nothing to do with islam i hate this argument too of oh muslims are actually the the biggest victim of this sort of thing so what you're telling me is the closer you get to islam the more dangerous it is that's really what you're telling me (laughs) that's what you're arguing yeah so he practically said it was religious zealotry like basically that's what he was describing but then yeah. saying that it's irreligious like but it's misguided that, yeah. yeah it's not the true faith or whatever it's getting closer to the source don't you think that would be the truest expression of the faith the purest expression the most violence the most pedophilia the most murder and it's not about it's not about the purity of his faith or the correctness of his faith it's the it's the fact that it is the motive man like what, what does it really matter like if he was a zealot or if he was not a zealot it's still like the same motivational foundation the same ideological foundation you know what i'm saying no well, maybe i've just confused you yes <laughs> i guess what i'm saying is like how do you say that he's not islamic but he's also an islamic zealot yeah yeah i mean he's saying that it's it's a different set of foundational values that aren't religious and so we can't criticize the religion he's just saying they're they bastardized the religion so yeah he's conflicting and then Jake Tapper took a ton of heat this week for this statement about uh, the the phrase Allahu Akbar, which the the truck driver reportedly said, according to witnesses on the scene. Jake, so we're told uh, I'm told by three sources now that the NYPD and the FBI are investigating this as a terrorism incident, according to witnesses who um, police have now talked to. They're saying they're telling police that they heard this driver 
saying, yelling, Allah Akbar, Allah yeah. Akbar, during this incident, which is now leading authorities to believe that this is now a terrorism case. And I'm just getting an update now. The FBI is taking over this case. The Arabic chant, uh, Allah Akbar, uh, God is great. Um sometimes uh, said under the, mo the most beautiful of circumstances and, and too often uh. it being, being said in moments uh, like this. Joining us. <laughs> so Tapper oh, was quasi misquoted by some people as saying Allahu Akbar is a beautiful phrase, which isn't quite what he said. And he pushed back on that and disputed it. I'll grant that he's not saying that it's a universally beautiful phrase, but he's still going out of his way to apply context to it in a way that would never be done to things like Pepe or the Confederate flag or anything else. I mean, Pepe, it's unfortunate that Pepe has been hijacked. He is he is a part of the dankest of memes, and we shouldn't allow him to be perverted in this way. In what other contexts do we take these symbols or uh, figures of speech that are associated with mass destruction and violence and try to contextualize them in such a way. It's, it's the special coddling that Islam gets in these situations. I'm convinced that at this point that the people that, that believe this are the people that want to believe it. I mean, hmm. the veil has kind of fallen for everybody else. If you're still watching CNN at this point and you're not seeing this blatant indoctrination and see that they're coddling Muslims while condemning white people. Like, I, I can't help you. Like, you want to have this this world, this reality. Did you see, the, I, I was talking about this at the top, I think, or maybe earlier, I can't recall. But uh, the CNN terror analysts say, oh, well, he got a um, he got a traffic ticket about a year ago. Because the according to the complaint, he's been plotting this, this uh, attack for roughly a year's time. And uh, this terror analyst on CNN looked back at the history and said, well, he got a traffic ticket at about that same point in time. It might have cued his rage. Oh, now CNN terrorism I'm analyst Paul Krikshank. Paul, when you look at how the suspect says he planned this, rehearsed it, how it was executed, uh, it sounds as if it's coming right from the ISIS playbook. Literally right from the ISIS playbook, uh, Wolf. There was a uh, manual put out by ISIS in November 2016, about a year ago, and he followed that to the letter. Somebody we understand from the complaint who was planning some kind of attack in the United States uh, for one year, uh, which takes us all the way back uh, to last November. Well, last November, he was actually forced uh, to pay a, a fine for a traffic citation. Uh, there was a sort of a, a, perhaps a grievance um, attached to that. We've seen uh, in past cases, notably with, with Chattanooga, uh, where the, the suspect uh, was uh, arrested uh, for drunk driving. Uh, just a few months for the attack that are the brush with the law uh, can really uh, help trigger uh, a move towards wanting to launch a, an attack. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my fucking parking ticket or whatever. What was it? A traffic violation? Yeah. What? I mean, he drove, he was an Uber driver and a trucker for a living. So he had a history of traffic citations. Then why did he even bother prefacing that by saying that he followed the ISIS playbook? He said yeah. that he was an Islamic extremist and then is like, but he had that petty little traffic incident. I'm sure that's the real cause. What a fucking reason. <laughs> it's like, I've been dabbling in ISIS propaganda, but it wasn't until I got the traffic citation that, that I, I fully realized everybody. that they were right about, you know, the evil infidel America. That's I when I realized. I realize yeah. right now that having Twitter is allowing me to like very slowly release these bouts of anger and I'm yeah. going to lose my mind. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna go crazy one of these days. So, so, um, 
So yeah, so th- then there's a string of headlines here. The, uh, it's like every day one of these was thrown at me. A new headline that was just like, how could this news outlet go out of its way to deflect and, and shield Islam from any criticism? Uh, it, it's frustrating. So the the one I saw, uh, we had a caller cue, cue us into this on, um, or clue us into this on Wednesday. And uh, I didn't believe he was truthful. Or It's not that I didn't believe he was truthful. It just sounded like he was exaggerating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a headline on the day of the attack, okay? Not several days later, not some supplementary piece. Day of, like, this came out 10 p.m., so like six to eight hours after the attack itself. Muslim Americans again brace for backlash after New York attack. That is the NBC headline. Now, here, here's something that's interesting about that, if it's not bad enough, because, again, uh, the title says, again brace. Well, when was the last... We're talking about this on Wednesday. I'm not trying to be disingenuous or cute or lie. I don't remember there was the last time there was a serious, violent backlash to a Muslim community yeah. in response to a terror attack. I don't remember that happening. No, that's because it hasn't happened. And then we launch into that discussion about all the imaginary ones in my mind, all the imaginary yeah. hijab pullings. This has never happened. The only one we could think of was that one with that girl on the subway whose father shaved her head because she um, had been out. With oh, some yeah. guy. Yeah. That was the that was the only thing we could think about, and that ended up being a hoax. So get listen to this too. Listen to how desperate they are because this story is at some level predictable. They speak to Muslim community members in New York, and you would think that these Muslim community members are feeding that headline, but in fact. From what I gather, it's actually the opposite. So listen to this. In the wake of, this is from the, the author. In the wake of Tuesday's attack, some Muslim Americans and community leaders expressed concerns over how their religion would be perceived and whether Muslims would become targets of violence. In, in the interviews, Ali Najmi, a board member of the Muslim Democratic Club of New York, quote, there has been a history sort of, of blowback, and that's obviously going to be something people think about. But the primary concern is usually and is now how we can best lend ourselves in this time of crisis. Najmi predicted that Muslim American groups would organize around ways to help those affected by Tuesday's attack. Quote, their primary concern is about how we can be useful and how we can help the victims of people in crisis. So this reporter, that's good. Like this reporter goes to the Muslim community and they say, and clearly this person was fed a question like, aren't you worried about Islamophobia? And this person said, "Uh, yeah, kind of, but our focus is really about trying to be helpful here. And then, and out of that, (laughs) like it even says their primary concern is about how we can be helpful and how we can help the victims and people in this crisis. Yeah, but he should have said that, he did say that there's, there's backlash against Muslim community. He should have been like, no, I'm not really seeing any of that. I'm just saying how the author got to the headline of Muslim Americans, again, brace for backlash. That's not even what they said. Like, that's not even an accurate sort of what they said, kind of. But it's it's clearly agenda driven. Yeah, but obviously that's what's going to be pulled from that interview. I I guess. But they went into that interview trying to get that out. It seems abundantly clear to me. Hmm. Okay. well, (laughs) there are plenty more. This New York Times headline. Finding a rootless life in the U.S., Seifulo Saipov turned to radicalism. And you'll see a lot of these that are like, it's one thing to understand the circumstances that led to this. It's another thing that to come off as kind of um, sympathetic to a guy who just really struggled, couldn't find work. So um, <laughs> this is what the New York Times writes. As with any attack like this, there is no single reason Mr. Saipov reportedly decided to kill innocents. Mostly tourists on a, a blustery fall day, 56 degrees with blue skies. There is no single reason. There might be um, a, a prominent, dominant reason, but we'll move past that. Um, 
He, he had come to the United States as a moderate Muslim with dreams of making it. He married another Uzbek immigrant and fathered three children. But life did not work out the way Mr. Saipov wanted. Oh. He could not find a job in the oh. hotel business in which so he had worked back everybody. home. He developed a violent temper. He lost jobs. And a, mom, and a mom in Florida worried that Mr. Saipov increasingly misinterpreted Islam. Quote the imam, I used to tell him, hey, you are much too emotional. Read books more. Learn your religion first, said this imam, uh, who did not want his last name used because he feared reprisals. Uh, he did not learn the religion properly. That's uh, the main disease in the Muslim community. Okay, I'm sympathetic to that partially. And uh, I'm glad that you told him that he was kind of getting ridiculous. You know who didn't tell? The cops. Wish you would have done that. Yeah. That probably would have been helpful if you thought I don't he was know. developing. It probably wouldn't a, have made a difference, actually. A violent temper and a, and a radical misinterpretation of Islam might what have been helpful information. I mean, how many people that commit terrorist attacks are already known to police? Police would have looked this, at that and been like, oh, yeah, cool. We'll write it down and can't do dick about it until somebody blows something up. I'd rather at least have that, though. And in this case, he was never formally investigated on these things. I'd rather at least have some effort, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, oh, and then, of course, in the true Jake Tapper uh, fashion, the New York Times puts out this tweet. Allahu Akbar has somehow become inextricably intertwined with huh. terrorism. How? Somehow. How, how did that happen? Somehow. Its real meaning is far more innocent. And they go on and give a bunch of situations like... In the article, they say, well, you know, something good will happen and people will say congratulations and they will proclaim God's greatness as a way of recognizing that they see this as a divine blessing or, uh, you know, just um, different circumstances in which people say Allahu Akbar innocuously. And I understand that. The point is that it is often said in a context of horrific murder. So it doesn't matter if they say Merry Christmas before detonation or Lucky You or Happy Birthday. If those things were commonly said prior to horrific violence, those things would adopt a similarly negative connotation. Right. It's not a difficult concept. <sighs> I don't understand. Okay. Wall Street, there's just a couple more. Wall Street Journal. <laughs> uh, New York terror suspect, a mother's boy who wanted to come home. Uh, this, this I love too. They, they compared him to several of the other of the um, recent terrorists. Like uh, what's the... Uh, Omar Mateen, the, the Orlando shooter. In at least one regard, Mr. Saipov appears to share a trait with some other terrorist suspects who struck on U.S. soil. He failed to achieve personal and career ambitions in the U.S. and became embittered, <laughs> say those who knew him. Huh, that's, that's the number one thing he had in common. <laughs> and at least one thing he had in common. The only thing. At least one thing. And then BuzzFeed really pushes Poe's law here and you know, tra challenges you to think, is this serious or is this parody? Uh, we should ban cars from big cities, seriously. Says the author, in the coming days, politicians will try to convince you that what happened in the West Side Highway in Manhattan this week was an issue of terrorism, immigration, or religion. Of course not. <laughs> but just like the plague of mass shootings is a gun problem, the thousands of people killed by cars as they walk our streets every year is a car problem. A gun lobbyist would typically step, <laughs> step in right about now to ask whether those who demand gun control after mass shootings also want to ban cars after events like this week to which i say hell yes and then she goes on to talk about car death statistics it's not gonna do anything are. for highway deaths no. although we did talk ban about this selfishly i would love if seattle had no cars that would be awesome i disagree 
I mean, this particular city, which the city planning was done by retards. Yeah, yeah. I, I've driven in Seattle a few times, and it's a, it's a nightmarish situation every time. Um, okay, this is what I wanted to say, too. Why does this matter? Like, why do I care that, that all these media outlets are out there doing this coddling routine? Well, obviously I care because I think it obfuscates the truth a little bit. It masks the truth. We don't ever really arrive at, at the clear set of facts here. But the other reason that I think it matters is because we further perpetuate the ideas that Islam, or the idea, I should say, that Islam is on this, this pedestal, that it's immune from criticism, and that jihad is some anomaly of the Islamic world rather than a key feature of it. And I think when we do that, we make people less likely to discuss and report suspicious behavior. And that is exactly what happened in this case. So neighbors of uh, Seifullah Saipov, uh, th three weeks before Tuesday's attack, a neighbor had noticed that Saipov frequently rented trucks like the one he used in the attack. Quote, this is the kind of truck you use for construction, but he wasn't doing construction. Why would you spend the money huh. to rent this kind of truck and just leave it outside if you're not using it? Uh, now I think he was practicing, is what the neighbor said. I don't know if I'd be suspicious about that, because is a truck attack something that you really need to practice for? <laughs> well, I don't know. We've seen a lot of incompetent terrorists. We've That's seen some true. car attacks, like the Ohio State guy who got a couple stabs in, but he didn't actually kill anybody. Yeah. That guy's like, I have a really low IQ. I'm not working with very much. I better plan the crap out of this terrorist attack. Um, others were uncomfortable with Saipov's wife who wore a niqab, a Muslim garment that reveals only the eyes. Other women among the many Muslims in the neighborhood wear simple headscarves, neighbors say. Quote, it was unusual around here. You could see, uh, you could only see the eyes, said one neighbor who lives across the street. The wife hardly went out. They were very mysterious. Goes on and on. Their daughters didn't have friends. Nobody came over. There were no parties. Basically, what you have here is a situation that fits that suspicious stereotype. But because it's a stereotype, we've cultivated a culture that frowns upon discussing these things, reporting these things. And I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know that it would have stopped him. I don't know that the F, you know, for all we know, the FBI shows up and says, not much we can do, really. But I'd rather still have a culture that's on the lookout for this sort of thing than one that says that, that these two things have nothing to do with each other. Uh, yeah, you know what would definitely stop, stop this? Having no Uzbek Muslims in this country. Why do we need one Uzbek Muslim? Why? Diversity. Why? Diversity visas. Think about that. We're, we, we've, I, I couldn't believe We're like, learning oh, about people that. People from this your way. country have nothing to offer us, but we'll take you anyway. No, that, yeah, and that's the point. That's what blows my mind is this diversity visa program. Not only is it not merit-based, what we're doing per the law is saying, let's look at all the countries where immigrants don't normally come from because there is no merit. And let's randomly throw out 50,000 visas yeah. in the name of diversity. Why? Because we need more diversity. Just because. This is the law. This is federal law. The only good argument I've ever heard for diversity. And I don't even need people from other countries to come here to teach me how to make their food. And so I looked up Uzbek food today, and it's just fucking rice and meat. I'm like, we have a bunch of Uzbeks here to make us rice and meat. That's it. <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah, I got to uh, hit up the, uh, the Uzbek food truck. <laughs> Apparently, it's worth it. It's worth all the, this chaos. So Bad cuts of meat, too, by the way. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not even the prime stuff. Uh, but that's all I got on this stuff. You know, it's a week of being enraged at media coverage. Yeah. yeah. And not being able to talk about it on Twitter. Yeah. You want to take a break before Donna? Uh, let's actually, let's, let's do Donna. Don't take that out of context. 
All right. Uh, Donna Brazil, you'll recall, replaced Debbie Wasserman Schultz as interim DNC chair last summer after Donna or after uh, Debbie was exposed in those leaked emails, you remember. Um, so, and Donna now has a new book releasing, and she published some of the claims in this book. I think she published a, the first chapter. Is that what it was? I think so, yeah. If this is the first chapter, she goes after Hillary hard right away. Holy cow. Um, I might be wrong about that. Yeah. In any case, this is a, apparently an excerpt or at least a summary of some of the content of the book. Um, I know you appreciated this first paragraph. Did you want to <laughs> read through that? Uh, or yeah, you, you can grab the political link under item four there. Oh, go for it. I'm oh, okay. <clears throat> Before I called Bernie Sanders, I lit a candle in my living room and put on some gospel music. I wanted to center myself for what I knew would be an emotional phone call. Oh my God. It's I, I told Skag on uh, Twitter today that it's like the start of a steamy romance novel, like a bad romance novel. And I actually heard Ben Shapiro rip into it really hard. He was pretty funny about it. Um, yeah. but, you know, what a way to, what a cliche way to <laughs> open a book. Yeah. And then this second paragraph here, when I started reading this, I didn't actually read this in full until today. But when I got to this second paragraph, I couldn't believe what I was reading. So, quote, I had promised Bernie that I would uh, when I took the helm at the DNC after the convention, that I would get to the bottom of whether Hillary Clinton's team had rigged the nomination project uh, process uh, as a cache of emails stolen by Russian hackers and posted online had suggested I had my suspicions from the moment I walked in the door of the DNC a month or so earlier based on the leaked emails. But who knew uh, if some of them might have been forged? I needed to have solid proof, and so did Bernie. Hey, Donna Brazil, remember when your emails leaking questions to Hillary Clinton were part of the emails that you're talking about? You were what part of the What do you mean? Rigging. You know they're real. You, so you she's were... still thinking that this Russian thing is for real. Yeah, remember when she went on Megyn Kelly and claimed that these emails... Oh, of that course. Those... The infamous, yes. Yeah, yeah, but she's still like... But she's, in this book, she's, she is still actively making the claim that Russians are responsible for WikiLeaks. Is that what that? And she is simultaneously suggesting, as far as I can tell, that they, well, she says they might have been. But remember on Megyn Kelly, she she said simultaneously that they were fake and stolen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Like we put them on, we faked them. First they faked them, then put them on the server, then stole them off the server. Yeah. It was a thief into the night, the gutter yeah. and yeah. And that's kind of the same stuff that she says here. But in any case, I, I couldn't believe I was reading Donna Brazil sort of yeah. talking about how she needed proof if there was rigging when she was an active participant, at least to a small degree, in the rigging mm-hmm. of the debates. Yep. Ugh. Okay. The, to I wonder give, if she's going to address that. Do you think she will? Uh, Donna Brazil? Yeah, she book. might have already. She's been doing the media rounds. I'll share one clip that she had, but I, I've not heard her address. I don't know that she's ever come completely clean on that. Maybe she has. I can't recall. I can't recall. I mean, somebody must have put some pressure on her too. Anyway, the, um, the to summarize her actual charges here, because she has pretty serious charges against the Hillary Clinton campaign uh, and Hillary, Hillary Clinton's people. So Obama left the party, apparently, according to uh, Donna, in pretty serious debt, yeah. 20, $24 million. And Hillary stepped in to settle the party's debt and, uh, and trim the fat. But the party basically became dependent on Hillary for survival. And Hillary used that opportunity to get control of its operations. And this isn't yeah, just... Yeah. 
this isn't just like a, a unspoken deal. There's Donna actually There's found, a lot of evidence of it, right? She claims to have found a signed joint fundraising agreement between the DNC and Hillary. The agreement specified that in exchange for raising money and investing in the DNC, Hillary would control the party's finances, strategy, and all the money raised. Hillary also had right of refusal for who would be party communications director and the right to make final decisions on all other staff. Yeah. The DNC was also required to consult with the campaign about all other staffing, budgeting, data analytics, and mailings. So this was signed in August 2015 before yep. before she had ever secured the nomination. Um, and, you know, the, the DNC was going to go bankrupt without Hillary Clinton. So what Democrats are going to say here is that they extended the same joint campaign agreement to Bernie Sanders and he declined. But that's bullshit. They were never going to stand behind him. Um, so I really hope, you know, I really hope that something happens with this. Yeah. And, and to be clear, there's nothing at least alleged so far that's illegal it, in kind of classic Clintonian way. It's not necessarily illegal. It's just unethical and not very transparent, not very fair. Not to, to say that this process was fair and unbiased is just demonstrably I can't untrue. imagine that all of this was legal. No. Well, we'll see. I mean, it, but as of now, there's no, at least that I'm aware of, I don't know that there's evidence of illegality in what has been alleged here. I mean, Bernie was actively raising funds for Hillary Clinton's victory, you know, campaign before she had secured the nomination. That is mind blowing to me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and yeah, I mean, this was before, this was months, half a year before anybody even right. voted. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Uh, that's not the only thing that Donna revealed. She also had this to say, as reported by the, the Washington Post, she considered replacing Clinton with Biden and Cory Booker after the famous 9-11 collapse episode where she was chucked into a truck. Mm -hmm. Now, Donna didn't have the, um, the universal authority to do that, but she could have initiated the process of getting that done within the party. And honestly, ret retrospectively, probably would have been smart to do it. Yeah. And this is this is the source of a lot of the conflict with the party right now. Um, so this is what this is from the story. Uh, Donna Brazil writes in a new book that she seriously contemplated setting in motion a process to replace Hillary Clinton as the party's 2016 presidential nominee with then Vice President Biden in the aftermath of Clinton's fainting spell, uh, in part because the Clinton's campaign was, quote, anemic and had taken on, quote, the odor of failure. Wasn't that that was September 11th. There is no fucking way you're going to get a new candidate in there. Are they insane? There was no way they could have done that. Well, I don't I mean, it's in a counterfactual Biden and Cory Booker against Trump. The election might turn out differently. I mean, nobody, nobody would have. It would have been obvious to everybody that the DNC was in shambles. They did not have their shit together and they've been lying to us about Hillary. There's no way they could have they could have rallied and won. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know that there necessarily would have been less votes. Like I, I bet that the vote count in favor of Biden and Booker would have been something similar, at least. You think they would have got less? Yeah, I think that would have been disastrous for, for the DNC. Even more disastrous than the disaster they put out there. Yeah. I mean, they would yeah. have had to, if they put somebody else in, they would have had to be like, her health is so bad. You think that they would have done that? I, I don't know. Uh, I, it's, it's amazing to me that there's, this has obviously created a big rift in the democratic party. Um, because you have a lot of Hillary loyalists and a lot of people who smartly realize this is damaged goods, abort, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but Hillary's people are standing firm. So Hillary's people responded to 
this allegation about, well, I guess all the allegations, but specifically about replacing Hillary and stuff. Uh, say this is written by Jesse Ferguson, who was part of Team Hillary. Uh, Hillary for America is Democratic strategist. Uh, writing on behalf of like dozens of people who signed this open letter, including Huma Abedin, Mark Elias, John, uh, John Podesta, dozens of other people. We are shocked to learn the news that Donna Brazil, uh, was actively considering overturning the will of, de of the democratic voters by attempting to replace Hillary Clinton and Tim Kaine as the democratic presidential and vice presidential nom nominees. It is particularly troubling and puzzling that she would seemingly buy into false Russian-fueled propaganda spread by both the Russians and our opponent about our candidate's health. What? <laughs> Wait, she's saying that the the health stuff is a Russian propaganda technique. That's, that's she's what the writer... talking about Donna Brazil referencing the Russians. Right? The, so this is a Team Hillary guy writing on behalf of dozens of Team Hillary people saying, I can't believe Donna would embrace the Russian conspiracy theory that Hillary was of poor health. Ah, that's really stupid. Yeah. Oh, God. It is really satisfying, though, to see Hillary just lose her dreams, her entire life's dreams just crumble right before she dies. <laughs> I mean, she's getting exactly what she deserves. Can you imagine <laughs> the punishment that has befallen her? Yeah, I, I mean, I imagine she's pissed off every day. Her entire life has been geared towards this presidency, who she married. She had to put up with all of Bill's philandering and him being a rapist. <laughs> She just had to do so much unethical stuff. And then she finally gets to the top and just her dreams just shatter in front of her. It's beautiful. The other end result here is everybody hates Donna pretty much because. Yeah, I don't know why. She's not saying anything that, you know, all insiders don't already know. Yeah, there might be a, like the Bernie wing of the party that doesn't hate Donna necessarily. But everybody who's team Hillary hates Donna. The right wing already hated Donna for a bunch of reasons, political and um, corruption wise. Uh, so she's on um, uh, whatever ABC's morning show is this week with George Stephanopoulos, not to be confused with what's his face, Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos. Yeah. Did you uh, know but, who he was before this? No, I didn't. But this, did I. this is what Donna has to say, which is like, if you don't like me, you can go to hell. That might be a slight <laughs> misquote, but it's something like that. Those who are telling me to shut up, they told Hillary that a couple of months ago. You know what I tell them? Go to hell. Go to I'm going to tell my story. I'm going to tell my story, George, because this is a story of a young girl who started in American politics at the age of nine, who continues to fight each and every week of her life. I, I went down to uh, Virginia last week to kick off the canvassing campaign. Nobody paid me to do that. Nobody, nobody, I'm not on the payroll, George. I care about my country. I care about our democracy. Um, and I say go to hell because how am I, why am I supposed to be the only person that is unable to tell my story? I mean, I'm going to be way more sympathetic to her if she's the one that unravels all of this. Hmm. But she's also, you know, these are rats fleeing from a ship. Why is she doing this? You got to ask that. Why? Why is Elizabeth Warren doing this? I'll tell you yeah. why. Because she's going to run in 2020. She knows the DNC is totally fucked and they're trying to get ahead of this. Oh, Elizabeth Warren, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, she's 100% in. So that, sure. that's yeah. uh, Elizabeth Warren is fully embracing the rigged uh, election I would call it a narrative, but that kind of implies it's that it's inaccurate. No, but Donna Brazil's yeah. doing the same thing too. Like she sees the writing on the wall. She knows the yeah. corruption because she was deeply involved and engaged in all of it. And now she's like, shit, more yeah. of this is going to come out. There are going to be indictments. I have to get my book out and tell people this. So it looks like I was honest. Yeah. And, and even from a political perspective, 
if you're Elizabeth Warren, anyone else who wants a good shot at the Democratic nomination and indeed the White House in 2020, very smart to uh, to nuke your associations with Hillary at this point. So Hillary's not going to win anything yeah. for you. And so yeah. that anybody you do, that thinks that Hillary still has any political power, like yeah. everybody needs to get away from her as quickly as possible. And Elizabeth Warren is out doing that. So she did, told both CNN and PBS NewsHour, maybe more that, yeah, she thinks this was a rigged process. We learned today from former Democratic National Committee Chairwoman Donna Brazile um, that the Clinton campaign, in her view, did rig the presidential nominating process by entering into an agreement to control day-to-day -day operations at the DNC. This is a real problem. But what we've got to do as Democrats now is we've got to hold this party accountable. You have got to put together a Democratic Party in which everybody can have confidence that the party is working for Democrats rather than Democrats are working for the party. I hope for Bernie and for all of Bernie's supporters that very, he's going to succeed. Very quickly, Senator, do you agree with the notion that it was rigged? Yes. Do you think, though, that what we're learning from Donna Brazile's book suggests that the campaign, that what the Democratic National Committee did, meant this election was rigged? Yeah, I think it was. It's a pretty powerful charge. Well, what we have to focus on now as Democrats is we recognize the process was rigged and now it is up to democrats to build a new process a process that really works and works for everyone yeah that sounds like political speak like i'm running in 2020. I, I, whether you buy her as authentic or not and I think there are plenty of people fairly criticizing her for ripping Trump, talking about how, telling Trump, this isn't rigged. You're just losing and that sort of thing. Even if you don't buy her as genuine, I think this is politically smart. I think this is what you need to be yeah, doing if you yeah. want to be the Democratic nominee. And I'm, I think she's going to be, and I've been saying for a long time, I think she's the presumptive Democratic nominee. And honestly, I... If you if you're team Trump, if you want him elected again, I think Elizabeth Warren is one of the top people to fear. I think her I prospects would be pretty good. People to be are honest. deeply distrustful of career politicians as they should be. Yeah. I mean, even the ones that we that we kind of trusted, like the sessions are turning out to be fucking loons. I think everybody can see that if you've spent time in Washington, it's going to corrupt you. Hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think she would stand a chance. We shall find out because she's going to get that nomination. I'm calling. It I, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then I don't have this to share on screen. I forgot to prep it. I wish I did because it's an email that you got to see to believe or maybe not. Maybe it's just par for the course at this point. But the cherry on top of this DNC shit cake is that they still don't get it. They, they're still maligning. Pe Half the people are still doubling down with Hillary, which is a huge mistake. And then... People within the party are still maligning people on the basis of race and gender. These self-proclaimed feminist anti-racists are actually the most racist and the most sexist people around. Aww. The Daily Wire obtained an email from DNC data, the DNC data services manager. Her name is Madeline Leader. She notes um, in this email, excuse me, Coors break. <laughs> Which notes, uh, this email notes there are several open jobs in the DNC tech department. And this email reads, as you may have heard, we are rebuilding the technology team into a robust, well-oiled machine that can tackle all elections from the presidential down to dog catcher and school board. But what's more important is that we are focused on hiring and maintaining a staff of diverse voices and life experiences. I personally would prefer that you not forward this email to cisgendered straight white males since they're already in the majority. That is the best way to detonate your meritocracy and make your company work like dog shit. Yeah. 
It's like, let's get the majority out, the people that are the most competent, the people that will do the best of this job. Let's just make sure that they can't do this. <laughs> and it, it, indeed, it's phrased exactly that way. We want to be a robust, well-oiled machine that can tackle all these tech problems. But what's more important is that we are diverse with life experience. Just not more no, important. No, no I want one you gives to, a shit about that. That doesn't matter. It's second. It's clearly secondary, arguably <laughs> meaningless. <laughs> it's, it's, contacted by the Daily Wire for comment, leader declined. So she did not explain <laughs> this. The bottom line of all of this, you, you Democrats, you can rip Trump all you want, and you'll even be right sometimes. You'll be right a lot of the time, perhaps, until you guys are going to present something that is compelling, a compelling alternative, an affirmative reason to vote for you. Enjoy your sustained losing. Yeah. As long as you keep double down on Hillary and saying, no white guys, though, no one's going to vote for you. Yep. And as long as they maintain the hubris and think that they're still powerful, this is giving us a competitive advantage. Do these people not see this? Mm -hmm. The longer they stay corrupt and people keep exposing them, you can't hide anymore. Like this is what WikiLeaks has taught us. There, everybody is going that was involved in this is gonna get exposed. It, it is a matter of time, and people are freaking out and bailing. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'm perpetually entertained by their um, their just infinite flopping in the face of. I, I I don't think anyone's going to say that Trump has overwhelmed or overimpressed in his first year in office. I think most objective people would say, yeah, yeah, he's not doing that great on campaign promises. And there's a lot of things I'd like him to improve on. But the amazing ability of the Democrats to look like it, an unacceptable alternative is unrivaled. They, I, I'm amazed. I'm amazed that they, at their perpetual failure to, to be able to look better than the guy. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, we should do some super chat for our next topic. We got yeah, we got, we got two more, and then we'll get to the uh, the interview with um, Candace. All right, Joel Dykeman said the Sam Hyde meme should never work. Everyone knows mass shooters have three word names. <laughs> That's yeah. true, and in this case, they gave this guy a three word name too because there's another actor or actress that has this person's same name. What was the name again? I can't remember. Uh, it's um Devin Patrick Kelly is the shooter, but there's a Devin Kelly who's like an actress or an actor or something. I don't know why the media does that. Maybe because it makes them sound like sociopaths. No, I think they do that so that it's John very Wayne specific. Casey. That's what I always thought is like, so you don't confuse them with other people of the same name. Hmm. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, a very dead horse said, <laughs> have you guys seen the hate crime that happened to the Casey student? Uh, I don't know what you're referring to, so I guess Well, not. the one we're going to look at is um, is in Kansas City, but I don't think it was a student, so it's probably not the same. Also, would you just check out my debate with Kevin Logan? I just did, and give me your thoughts. Uh, Kevin Logan, isn't he that guy that's always ragging on bearing? Yeah, bearded, chubby guy who hates bearing, Ugh. I believe. <laughs> don't make me watch a debate with that fat loser. You can, you can send it to my inbox. I'll, I'll take a look. Yay, Skag, take one for the team. <laughs> um, Thank you. Let's see. Aloyinka... A la Demeji. Did, if I, did I say that right? You'll never know. No note, but a big donation. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Uh, Josh Hahn said, Matt, you can have your show your way as long as you do exactly what I say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Josh D. Marshall said, if this was a Christian white male who had done this, we would never hear the end of it from the mainstream media. Yeah, that's always true. Um, I mean, I understand the temptation to politicize this. Everybody wants to. Every time it's a Muslim, I'm like, look, see this Muslim doing this thing? <laughs> So I can't say that, like, I'm not guilty of this. Yeah, I'm also, I don't, uh, I'm not sympathetic to the argument that people make of don't, don't politicize in the aftermath yeah. of tragedy. Politicize all you want. Just make a good argument. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but needed gun restriction now or gun restriction would have prevented this. That's not really an argument. I need more than that, people of Twitter. But yeah, wait well, three I, days so that I, I can respond to you. Yeah, save all your, well, they're out there. Chelsea Handler says like, this is 100% Republicans' <laughs> fault. Know, and God. Will Wheaton was out like telling Paul Ryan that he's scum of the earth or something because Paul what Ryan isn't, do I don't know. They're out in full time. force tonight. A Chicago conservative said, Pepe is the dankest of memes, Matt. Yeah. Please put that in your Twitter bio. Don't put that in your Twitter bio. So, well, to be consistent with Jake Tapper, Pe Pepe is often the dankest of memes, <laughs> sometimes the dankest of memes. It's unfortunate the, the that he's mis certain misappropriated sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Slasher said, Aloha snack bar is a beautiful phrase, hashtag not all. Not yeah. all, indeed. Uh, Redicus said, I'm probably going to get shit for this, but I see this as a person trying to get famous by killing people, gang member playing the knockout game. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know enough about it yet. I mean, this just broke, what, six hours ago this happened? Yeah, sometime this afternoon. Um, but I haven't heard that he was a Republican yet, so you can bet he wasn't. Um, everybody can relax a little bit about that. Uh, the Grand Poussant Republican said, Augusto Pinochet is my husbando. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who was it that told us that we, he wears a cape? Uh, I don't know. Oh, the, to be clear, this is the helicopter guy, right? Yeah. You know, people are going to crucify me for not knowing, but yeah, I want to yeah, make yeah. sure. Yeah, he's the helicopter man. Um, Maddington said, new chance card in mon Monopoly. Go to jail, but you were drunk, don't remember, and are now living as a gay man. Advance, <laughs> advance and go collect $200 instead. Ah uh, yes, it's even in his Wikipedia. Um, did what? you know? Yeah, yeah. He Pinochet has been the, the he has been the subject of numerous alt right internet memes, with the suggestion that progressive political enemies be given quote free helicopter rides. <laughs> this is straight in the Wikipedia. <laughs> Very excellent. Um, huh. I gotta finish these. Dottoman said, "How are we supposed to combat self radicalization without impinging on our own freedoms?" Yeah, that's is a good question. Right? Uh, yeah, it's very difficult, especially with the religious aspect in Western Europe. They could just make Islam illegal. I mean, it'd be more difficult than that, but it wouldn't be like a constitutional amendment. Um, I don't know how we would even go about doing that. I think. Well, I think you mitigate the risk by not needlessly importing these people yeah. for no purpose, for no merit. For lack of merit, that's that doesn't right, make but sense. that doesn't take care of the problem of homegrown terrorists. I mean, what do we do yeah, about yeah. Western Muslims? That's a huge problem. Yeah, I, 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 this has long been a difficult question as somebody who wants to preserve constitutional values to the utmost extent, and then you right. have the situation of a murderous ideology. That, um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't care the, what ideas are in your head as long as you're not committing acts upon them. But we got a lot of acts upon them based on this ideology. It really challenges um your values it really challenges yeah i mean uh, th this is why i still maintain that the best way to deal with homegrown terrorists and muslims that are westernized is uh through shaming tactics i mean you Donna, always laugh when i say this but no, if, you, if you live in a country where you know that the native population doesn't like your ideologies you're going to want to secularize to fit in or you're going to be rejected by your society and that's what we have to do now i'm sorry if moderate I, I Muslims maybe would have taken care of this fucking problem before it got so out of hand and they fixed their own community from within, I wouldn't have to reject them from my community. But I'm sorry. I just can't. I can't. No, I, on, I only laugh because I, I like that you're reclaiming shame. You know, you're destigmatizing <laughs> shame. No one is shamed for anything anymore. I see yeah. pantsless trannies like walking the streets every day. <laughs> no shame. It's like yeah. you can do whatever you want in Seattle or anywhere. Uh, Blippity Blue said, it's funny that the same people that insist we bring immigrants in for opportunity are the same people who talked about how shitty America is. Aren't those two yeah. points counter to each other? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, America sucks. Bring all these people. 
I, I if hear only you. he had more but, opportunity. Dude, you got a free lottery ticket to come to the wealthiest country with the most opportunity in the world. If, but I couldn't about get if, a job, so if I only you had more opportunity. Ugh. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we're becoming the same person. Slowly. I know. Honest Ankh said, um, at Dottoman, by in instituting a real, genuine Muslim ban. Duh. Yeah, but that also doesn't take care of the problem of westernized homegrown terrorists. Yeah, you, you could you could close the gate tomorrow and you still, I mean, yeah. You That's why you have tomorrow to and... name Islam as the problem. I mean, immigration lends to it, of course. Immigration is problematic for, for a multitude of other reasons, but the real problem here is Islam. Yeah. Um, Redicus said he also had BB guns and didn't have the same malice when he got out of the truck. This guy's a crazy person with, with delusions of grandeur. I don't think he was crazy. I think he was carrying out the mission of, of Islam. Um, I wonder why he had a BB gun, but I don't think that was a sign of insanity. I mean, it's it's possible to provoke suicide, suicide by, by cop, cop yeah. you know? Um, yeah, no, fuck this guy. I think he was totally lucid. Um, I'm not going to call him crazy. I mean, he's had completely coherent conversations with the investigators. He in wanted the, an in ISIS flag. Room. That means he has a clear understanding of his motive. Yeah. Um, Downskated said, Blondie, I don't think any of us have ever had our own minds and spirit of helping you. Matt, what do you think of the fact that you can't spell elite without Eli? And maybe he's talking about Manning. I don't know. What Eli are you talking about? Uh, you're talking about the quarterback. He sucks. Sorry. Sorry, Downskate. <laughs> Th thank you for supporting the show. If you if you need to clarify the, the gag, get at me on Twitter. Um, Mike Bob said, suggested an MSNBC title, white Americans again brace for backlash over slavery for the 10,000th time. Yeah. Well, I had to break brace for backlash after the Las Vegas shooter and CNN put out that article about America has accepted the rage of white men. And here I am just your peaceful nominal white man. And like, I'm being I'm targeted. Angry. Yeah. I'm not even angry and I've been maligned. So the next time, you know, I have to brace today too, because we have another white male shooter. I have to brace for white male phobia. Yeah. It's coming yeah, to it me. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, attack alpaca said, did you guys see the think tank video earlier this week called take this quiz to see if you've sexually harassed someone? Most of the oh, quiz God. questions and conclusions were pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I'm sure we've all sexually terrible. harassed somebody at some point. I mean, right? I'm sure if it's a think tank quiz, I have. Yes. Yeah, probably. <gasps> Thank you for the donation. Wendy Jensen said, I love you guys. Keep up the good work. It's okay to be white. Yes, it is. So I wore white. <laughs> am white and I'm on a white background. Yeah, that's true. To celebrate it's, it's being a theme. White it's a clear theme. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Wendy. Blippity blue again. We can't blame all Muslims for Islamic extremism, but we can blame all white people for slavery. Yeah. Yep. If I have to see one more leftist hypocrisy, that's obvious to all of us. Uh, Big Red Doggy said, shooter at church was allegedly dishonorably discharged from the Air Force. Fun fact, a dishonorable discharge translate to a felony, which will disqualify you from a firearms purchase. Mm, I didn't know that. Made for facts. So can we assume that these were illegally obtained? I guess we can't assume anything. I'm sure that once we get off this show, there will be all these new yeah, developments. Yeah, that's part of the reason I'm trying to refrain from commenting too much is just because tomorrow it might be. 100% wrong. Yeah. I mean, like some of the initial stuff I heard on Las Vegas was patently wrong for like up to six hours after. And we mm. still don't know anything about it. Whatever. Uh, Dangerous Spaces said, here in Australia, a root means having sex. So a headline saying a rootless life leads to extremism <laughs> means something very different over here. Ah, okay. I got you. Well, the way they treat women, I mean, that kind of might be sort of similar. I do think, I do think at the heart of like what is crazy about the islamic world and why it lends itself to crazy behavior is just when you remove women from men in that way like they they become crazy people you know yeah like they have you, sex with goats and blow people up yeah it's it's if you if you 
remove women in the way that they do from the male life and that toxic male gaze, um, yeah, there's like a craziness that takes over and you do bizarre stuff. Yeah, I think that the sexual energy that normally you'd be able to get out just turns into like violent, murderous energy or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. That sounds like pseudoscience to me. Uh, Constantine the Mediocre says... After terrorist attack, FBI, oh shit, we knew that guy. CIA, oh shit, we trained that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Nusantra Rising said, in my country, we've lost secularism uh, and politicus want Islamic policies or Islamist policies. Saudi Salafi has ruined us. Also, please interview Imam Tawidi. He was just, he did an hour with Roaming Millennial and I got to listen back to it. I'd love to. I haven't listened to it. I want to, but I will tonight or tomorrow. Uh, three-sided coin said stopping in to give you your weekly socialist ration signed your oh, only thanks. socialist fan thank you very much oh, i don't I know maybe was... we do have some more oh i thought he was accusing us of being socialist no no he, I gave, work. he gave to us last yeah, time yeah yeah i see what he's saying he yeah. is a socialist he, he is a, our, our well, sole it, socialist you should um you should just contribute directly to my paypal when i do nothing is what you should do <laughs> <laughs> like when we cancel the show then then give me the yeah, i'm just yeah. kidding thank you for um thank you for bridging the ideological uh, barrier or a divide. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Spock said Uzbek rice and meat dishes are delicious. Not delicious enough to kill a bunch of people when we let Uzbek. And I can make fucking rice and meat, okay? <laughs> I can do it. Next time we hang out, let's have Uzbek. No, yeah. I don't want crappy cuts of meat <laughs> covered in spice because all these people are poor. I know. Uh, Brian Gasson <laughs> said, if we can't blame Islam for this murderous Jackoff's actions, can we at least blame uber <laughs> oh yeah that's true he that, wants an it, uber driver uber is a transportation method of peace now I, I don't like laura loomer okay but i thought that her muslim rant this week was oh. so funny <laughs> dude i well we don't have time to get into that but that was um holy cow that was i can't believe that the rebel media that ezra levant fired faith goldie for having a totally innocuous conversation with somebody alt-right but yeah, he yeah. lets laura loomer Go on crazy Muslim rants, get blacked out, taking drunk, pictures of people, take like pictures of people, get yeah. your hijab out. Like she's, yeah, yeah. it's way just, worse than anything I've ever tweeted. And my Twitter's pretty bad. And I don't work for a news organization that fires people for having conversations with alt right people. Yeah, it was pretty. It was a. It was an entertaining watch. I don't want to comment on it because I feel like I'm going to get in trouble no matter I know, what I say. Me so too. I, it was an Why entertaining event to spectate. That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, then we have Redicus. The diversity immigration program was meant for Irish Schumer buying boats early. Yeah. Um, thank you for the donation. We have a few more. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, your plain friend said, thank you for making my Sunday great again. Love the show. Oh, thank you so Thanks. much. Rogue Savage, Seattle streets where pl- were planned by drunken sailors. It isn't the car owner's fault. Get rid of the streets, not the cars. Um, hashtag make ring your blow again. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's, it's really bad here. BB, thank you, BB. Uh, Thanks, BB. Big donation from BB. No note, though. She's back. Thank and you, BB. And Jade Sue says, Obama says, see something, say something, but now it's Trump. You're a racist for even thinking it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Honest Ankh says, Clinton came like a thief in the night and stole the DNC. I didn't do nothing, though. <laughs> that's that's, that's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you all. Um, if I didn't catch yours, we'll catch it in the next round, but we're okay. good for now. So let's let's crank out these last two um, these last two topics, and then we'll get to... We're, uh, I always think I don't have enough, and then we have too much, so I'll try to get through these as quickly as possible. Tuesday at the top of the show, the Trollmasters over at 4chan are back at it. I think this is probably their most hilarious campaign to date. So they are leaving simple... You've seen it by now, but I'll explain it for people who haven't. They're leaving simple black and white flyers around high school, college campus, neighborhoods all it says in plain helvetica font 
is, quote, it's okay to be white. That's it. Oh, no. And, and 4chan has been explicit and public in its purposes. You can see their posts um, uh, that they want to provoke an irrational reaction from people who are hypersensitive to even the slightest scent of whiteness or like even harmless pride of one's <laughs> European descent or not heritage. Not even pride. Yeah, not even pride, just like it's acceptance. Except, right, acceptance of European heritage. Yeah. Uh, let's just play the news clip because the news clip is. Uh, uh, whatever. Oh, what happened here? Uh oh. Lost my video feed. Hold on. The news at 11. That's strange. There we go. Here's this uh, news piece. And continues with a disturbing story out of Montgomery County. Students found flyers taped up at a high school that say it's okay to be white. And now there are some racist online threats connected to them. Here's what's going on. Yesterday, these flyers were posted to at least two different locations, the University of Maryland and Montgomery Blair High School in Silver Spring. The high school even caught the poster on surveillance video. When I asked the school spokesperson what was going on, he sent me a web link to an older post that shows this was planned. The page even says what to write. Oh, and the post also says this. We expect the anti-white media to produce a storm about these racist, hateful, bigoted flyers with a completely innocuous message. The media response will rally new support for pro-white activism. Well, this did upset a University of Maryland student who tweeted the flyer with her own message. And being on social media, she got a flood of responses, but she says this also included death and rape threats. So now police resources are involved. Prince George's County Police Department, they're investigating. Montgomery County Police are aware of it. And their parents, well, they're over it. Just evil motivation and uh, just go back into your hole. The high school's principal says this was posted to 10 exterior doors to the school and that this appears to be a concentrated effort to ferment racial and political tension. So, okay, your thoughts. I, I love the irony of a black woman and an Indian woman lecturing me about my racism because of a sign that said, it's okay to be white. <laughs> I mean, and then she stated the motive and then they totally fell into a trap that they knew they were falling into. They found the 4chan post, they knew. Right, that's what makes this amazing. And that's why I give so much credit to the people who, who conceived of this is like the hallmark of elite trolling, like truly elite trolling <laughs> like this is when you can explicitly explain your scheme and then lay out the bait and they say, here, sorry. Here's my scheme and here's the bait. And they still take the bait. I know. And the news did that and and the news And then feature how they took the bait yeah. within the two minute segment. They yeah. do. And then the news objects to this, particularly because the oh, post said, Well, this is gonna make people more receptive to pro white attitudes when they freak out. Now maybe that's true and maybe that's bad, but the point is news. Maybe maybe you, that's bad. Well, I'm just saying if if from their perspective, I don't know. I don't know whatever happens. The point is, if you think that it's bad is what I'm saying. If you don't want that to happen, don't fulfill their plan because that's what's the happening The worst thing now. that could have happened to the people that planned this on 4chan is that it got no media attention. Yes. So don't cover it. Oh, my yes. God. It was just irresistible bait, these retards. Yeah. I've, I've, I don't think I've... <laughs> I just couldn't believe the segment where they they looked at the... Well, we went through it. But just looking at the post and reading the post and then fulfilling the goals of the post as you're reading... I, 
Somebody sat down and produced this too. Somebody sat down and edited it. Somebody did the investigation. Yeah. If it a lot said of staff anything else on that sign, it would have gotten no media attention. Everybody knows that already. But if well, it said it's one... okay to be Muslim, nobody would have given a shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, yeah, or if it said, I mean, yeah. Well, before we get into some more observations, I want to play this Tulane student because they did this at Tulane. And I don't know who this student is. She is of Indian descent and she is particularly threatened by the same sign at her college. This is what she has to say. Why is my... Oh, I... I'm losing my video feed. I was literally like walking to the LBC. Mm. I was getting a bagel. I have a test today. I had a pretty rough night last night. Um, so coming this morning was very heavy already. And then I was opening the door and I saw the sign. Um, and as if that like wasn't another confirmation that I needed that I don't belong on this campus. I've, I felt cool. it like Good. for the past <laughs> like year that I have been here and no one's explicitly said it. And that was the first explicit thing that I have seen that really like told me you, you shouldn't be here. I think our campus and our society tells us. Your okay, thoughts? before I forget, if she is shamed, like nearly off of this campus by a sign that says it's okay to be white, can you imagine if she were Muslim and she had people staring her down in the dining hall? She'd be <laughs> out of there in two seconds. I'm just telling you it would work. Proceed. Or change her behavior, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Fuck this bitch. People of color that it's not okay to be people of color. So to see a confirmation or to see a piece of paper that says it's okay to be white is just... It's not okay to be a person of color, but it's okay to be white. You Who know, said like... it's not? <laughs> and what does she mean, person of color? What does this upper middle class Indian bitch have in common with like a poor black person? Those people live in a world apart. People of color. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing to me how well some of the things she says. She says, "Well, I've never heard it explicitly on this campus that I don't belong." But this is the first case that I've explicitly heard it. No, you didn't. No. It you literally not? said nothing about you. Wasn't you had, to you, wasn't about you, had nothing to do with you. It was an insane implication. There was nothing explicit about that. And I do find it crazy that this is the type of person who would say, I shouldn't mischaracterize her. Maybe she wouldn't say this. I presume she's the type of person to say, um, you know, Black Lives Matter is not to be interpreted to mean white lives don't matter. She's saying <laughs> that black lives do right. matter. Well, this is the same thing, just reversed. It's yeah. Saying it's okay to be white is not meant to is not interpret, meant to be interpreted to mean that it's not okay to be not white or that it's whatever else you know like it's not okay to be a person of color as she puts it. So you just got to be consistent. If one implies the other, then Black Lives Matter is not okay to say. Somebody in the live chat just said Hindu Dindu. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> you guys are funny. <laughs> yeah. The other thing from the news story is um. Why is the uh, why is the alleged death or rape threat the get out of your irrational sensitivity free card? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, news piece. You allege death or rape threats. Show me the death threats. Show me the rape threats. Show me the credibility. Because otherwise, uh, what you're doing is you're just pulling the Spacey. You know, like people ripped Spacey this week for saying, "Yeah, I might have been an attempted racist, but." I'm gay. Now, I think that was a little bit rough on him. Now, since a million other allegations have come out, so it might not have been that 
Unjustified. Yeah, last week we were like, maybe we should give him a pass. And then this week we're like, no. <laughs> He's getting into that Cosby realm where it's like, yeah. how many accusers does it take yeah. before you sort of suspend your presumption of innocence? He's yeah. approaching that at some point. But you don't get to say, well, I may be wildly irrational and unstable, but someone threatened to kill me or rape me. I Prove Join it. Join the club, bitch. Good and it's, Lord. And it also still... You know, even if she did prove it, internet... This is something I didn't realize earlier in my YouTube career, but internet death threats mostly are not real death threats. Like, I'm going to come to your house and kill you. If they don't say where you live, then I, I would I can like confirm that on se- I've received, I don't know, maybe a dozen of those in my entire time. Yeah. And on several occasions, I've given my real address and they have <laughs> never shown up. Skag has a gun in every room. He's ready. Hey, man, stand your ground. I'll stand my ground. I'm going to show up and put that, uh, put that law to the test. Be my guest. Okay, in the interest of time, we should probably keep it moving here. Do you have anything more to say on it's okay to be white? No, I mean, I really appreciate when 4chan does stuff like this. Yes, this is I, I, applause and to them. says that Sam Hyde is guilty of every <laughs> mass shooting in American history. I mean, I and, just, I love 4chan, except when they turn against me, then they're the, my worst enemies. <laughs> yeah, then they suck. Uh, yeah. The uh, Speaking of it, the, 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 how this is not productive for the news station at all in terms of taking the bait and looking stupid. The video on YouTube, currently 17 upvotes. When I looked hours ago, I'm sure it's worse than this now, 2,373 down. I also heard that she was trying, you're talking about the Tulane student, right? No, I'm talking about the news story. Oh, okay. Well, the Tulane student, that that interview, she's trying to get the interview removed from YouTube. Oh yeah, of course she is. Even though she volunteered to participate in the interview. Yeah. Come on. I'm sure. What do you expect? Yeah, ridiculous. Okay, we got to um, uh, we got to do the thing. Oh, you know, I forgot to play the the sounder at the top of the show about um, the nothing to do with the religion of peace terror attack of the week. That's a bummer, but it is that time, so it is time for the hoax hate crime of the week. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. I'm I'm tired of introducing um, black guy Nazis, so we're just going to go with the local news story. Out of Kansas City, a local church and cultural center is the latest victim. An arrest has been made for an act of vandalism at a local church. Racist graffiti was sprayed on the Concord Fortress of Hope Church. But now federal prosecutors say that that was actually a diversion. KCTV5's Ashley Arnold is live tonight with new details on this crime. Ashley. Yes, Ellen, you know, according to investigators, the fire and racist graffiti were all used as an attempt to cover up an attempted burglary. Now, this all happened early Sunday, and the man charged Aww. with this was a church employee. Now, Nathaniel Nelson is charged with arson, accused of setting a fire at the Concord Cultural Center and spray painting racist graffiti on the... And to be clear, the graffiti was the letters KKK and the N-word. Is what he, <laughs> Wait, he was... was this the KKK in the different colors? Mm, that might have been the one last oh week. Uh, they all I run together. In front of Concord Fortress of Hope Church. Police say Nelson admitted to doing this to cover up an attempted burglary at the church. Now, according to Nelson, sometime after 8 p.m., he went into his office in the cultural center to smoke crack. 
After getting high, he tried to force his way into the finance office to steal money. However, he wasn't able to. Now, he did break in to two other offices, stealing more than $200 and then leaving to buy more drugs. This happened at least one other time that night with Nelson trying to steal more money and leaving to get more drugs. He admitted yeah. to unplugging one of the video systems but was unaware there was a second which caught him spray painting the church. Now, Nelson told investigators he was intentional when he set the fire in hopes, uh, when he set the fire at the cultural center and spray painted it in hopes of diverting them and making them not look in his direction when they started their investigation. Live in Kansas City, Ashley Arnold, KCTV 5 News. Now, she hurried through the story of what he actually did. So I went back and read the story. It, it, it's pretty funny, actually. So this whole thing was an elaborate diversion from his plan to smoke crack and steal money. <laughs> and he's, he's a maintenance worker at this community center and, and church. So he has keys to a lot of things. Nelson told investigators, this is the guy, the guy, the, the perp Nelson. He told investigators that he went to his office in the cultural center to smoke crack cocaine sometime <laughs> after 8 PM Saturday. At some point after getting high, Nelson said he went into the church office area and attempted to force his way into the finance office to steal money. The finance office was the only room in the church and cultural center he did not have keyed access to. Nelson wasn't able to break into the finance room, so he proceeded to two adjacent offices using his key and took $140 from one office and $94 from the other office. Nelson How told much investigators. Well, just wait. Nelson told investigators that he then left the church to purchase more crack cocaine. Nelson stated that after he purchased four crack rocks for approximately $125, <laughs> he returned to the church to get high for a second time. After Nelson smoked the crack cocaine in his office, he said he retrieved a pair of bolt cutters, a wrench, and a drill bit and attempted to break into the vending machines located in the gymnasium of the cultural center. That is some crack desperation right there. Nelson said he was only able to steal $2 from the vending machine. But... He was undeterred. Nelson told investigators that at some point after breaking the vending machines, he left the, he left the church to purchase additional crack cocaine from the same source. Nelson told investigators that after he purchased approximately four additional crack rocks, he again returned to the, back to the church to get high. Nelson said he had only paid $75 for the additional crack cocaine with the premise that he would provide his source with $200 in food stamps at a later time. Oh, no. You can't believe this. Nelson told investigators that it's Nelson told investigators at some point after breaking into the vending machines, he left the church to purchase additional crack cocaine from Oh wait, wait, sorry. I re I read that one. That one was duplicate. And he he could have pulled all of this off because he knows everything about the building. Or not pulled it all off, but at least maybe got away no, with it. Or, this brother was getting caught. <laughs> well, he unplugged one of the DVRs that records the security so footage. But there were two and he didn't realize. And so the second one caught him doing the graffiti. The food stamps. Is the, the fake graffiti. crack with food stamps. That's I couldn't believe this story as I was reading. He's like, he smoked crack and got high. And then he decided he wanted more crack. So he stole a small Why amount of money. Why did he keep going back to the church to smoke crack? That's what I don't understand. And it's like, one go time, home, man. One time he went through all this effort with with the 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 bolt cutters and the drill bit and stuff with to the vending machines and he got two dollars and then he Do you think he back. was breaking into that vending machine thinking man i wish this was a crack vending machine yeah or something <laughs> like that and all the while you know he's probably out of his mind i mean he's he's yeah, all he's I been mean, doing for hours at this point is smoking crack and then breaking things in an effort to get more crack good on them for not giving him the key to the financial office <laughs> i guess so i mean i guess so anyway right. that that might be oh, my favorite. Uh, it's the most good. elaborate hoax hate I think we've had today. So the hoax hate was all a, a scheme to cover up of what was a very real crime. That's pretty funny.
All for crack. Don't do drugs, kid. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's uh, super chat it up, and then we'll get to, um, you know, what everyone's going to be very mad at us for, the Candace Owens I don't know. Maybe it'll go over okay. Please, please be nice, guys. I've, I've been so stressed out about this that I failed to put out a video this week. It's really bad. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I know. Um, okay, do you remember who the last one? You definitely don't. I do uh, not. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, we got Phoebe, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, we had a few after that. Um, did you, Diggity Dang said, did you hear that Senator Rand Paul was tackled and attacked by his far left neighbor on Friday's five broken yeah. ribs and lung contusions? Um, yeah, I actually just read before we got on that. We, we thought about talking about this, but I just read before we got, we got on the show that he had five broken ribs and the lung contusions, like he got like a, you know, that's a real scuffle. That's like yeah, a real fight for sure. Breaking a bunch of ribs. I mean, I, I would love to see if this is politically motivated. I'm sure we'll find out more about it later, but of course the mainstream media is not covering it. Um, that's not right, said Matt and I once made love in a room with candles and gospel music. <laughs> yeah. We exposed our DNCs. If you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Matt's super gay. Uh, Justin Bailey said, if Hillary rigged the nomination, would Donna and Warren be calling her administration out as illegitimate had she won? You know the answer to that. Why are you asking us? You know, Justin. Jeez. Thanks for the donation. Justin Redicus said, you mean Hillary made a deal with the Devil National Committee. Hmm. Devil National Committee. All Rename right. it. Yeah, sure. Uh, El Chango said regarding Elizabeth Warren, I doubt she wins if she goes against Trump. If I remember correctly, she lost supporters when she didn't endorse Bernie. Bernie. Yeah, she was real shifty during the campaign season. People are going to remember that. And, uh, you know, I don't want to vote for a woman. I don't. So do <laughs> you heard it here, folks. I'm really, unless Ann Coulter's running, I'm not voting for you. Oh, man. It's um, her. Yeah, old Skelly Bones is not hey, getting in. She's hey, not getting in the White House. There's no making fun of Ann Coulter's Skeletor figure or slender figure or pointing elbows on this show. Yeah. None of that. Um, Honest Ong said, it's too late for the leftist rats to escape the shit. They've already guaranteed Trump a second term and the butthurt when it happens will literally rip the fabric of reality. I don't know. They're still going after, you know, after he got elected. Nobody expected that except for all of us. Yeah. Uh, Chicago conservative said 2k live stream tonight. Congrats guys. Wow. We oh, hit 2000 lives. I never look because it makes me nervous. It does. It kind of makes me nervous too. So I always kind of check after the show. Some people will usually feed us yeah. information. So I mean, if you had to speak to an audience of 2000 people, what, I mean, it would be Ooh. a disaster. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be shaking a little a bit for sure. Yeah. I'd be a little nervous. Yeah. It'd be like MythCon this year. Um, Nusantara Rising said, 1965, Suharto, Indonesia, best years of my life. Long live our beautiful republic. Death to Salafis, death to those who threaten our culture or secular. Yikes. Hmm. Well, death to all on our show. Uh, <laughs> Phoenix Fire, no note. Thank you very much. Frank Underwood. We make life so unbearable for them that they move back voluntarily or convert to Christianity, bacon in the water, and Muhammad in every cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Mandatory BLTs. Yeah. So that's the, that's yeah, the that's simple the solution here. Yeah. Naturally. Um, actually, there was that one actual hate incident where they put a pig's head on the stoop of a mosque. That actually did happen. Yeah, and there was that case in, in Britain, too, where the guy put bacon on the handles of the doors at the mosque. Good. And then he this went to jail. Yeah, see but people. he went to jail and then they killed him in jail. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oof. Well, I can't confirm that it was a Muslim attack in jail, but he definitely died. I'm sure in jail. it was. Have you heard Tommy Robinson's account of what it's like to be a non Muslim in English prison? Hmm. I mean, I can't even imagine. Um, and huge numbers of people are radicalized in prison. Frank Underwood. Oh, I, I just read that one. Uh, Dangerous Spaces said, heading off. So, quick question. 
thoughts on what Colbert said on socialism. It's just sharing, guys, sharing by force. But let's not talk about that. Hmm. I actually don't know. I didn't hear it. But if you if you have it handy, go ahead and send me an email or a tweet. And with the link, I'll take a look. Um, then we have Evan Thompson. My first super chat didn't go through. Fuck YouTube and their commie tactics. <laughs> looking to silence the enlightened ones in the way of the woke. Love you guys. Yeah, I got real conspiratorial about YouTube today. And Matt had to like be yeah. like, listen. Well, we're all getting the screw. You're not getting a unique screw. Maybe this, this guy tried weird to... stuff has been happening on my account. I just, yeah. I'm just suspicious of YouTube. I think the only term that's like banned in our chat by the bot that I put in there is flat earth. You can't talk about flat <laughs> earth in our chat because they raided us. That raid, that was so, so funny. And then they kept giving us super chat money. I'm like, what's, what are you yeah. people doing? So if you try to super chat about flat earth, it might get rejected. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's the only one I've put in there. <laughs> Uh, Redicus said, our keck who art in mimetics, hallowed be thy memes. Give us this day our daily dubs and forgive us our baiting as we forgive those who bait against us. Jeez. Excellent. <laughs> I love you guys so much. Uh, Josh G. Marshall said, 4chan has done it again. Well, well done, lads. Yeah, totally. Um, Sock Puppet Joe, Lauren Southern as a guest, please. Uh, we've had her on. Uh, check back like, I don't know, five months. Yeah, we could, we could get her. It's been a while. That was back in like May or something. I'm sure we can get her back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and hey, if you're Lauren Southern's dad and you're and you're watching. Oh because... yeah, we should get Lauren Southern's dad on. That's what yeah, that's what we it. should do. Uh Sean Cousins said, You guys rock and it is okay to be white. It is. Well, thank you. Yes, it is. Uh first name said, It's amazing how a bunch of anonymous shit posters can so consistently pull up the strings of Western society. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> There's a subtle but incredible power to their memes. And that's, you know, that's one of the things that gave us such a great advantage during uh, the campaign season because the left, they're humorless and they don't yeah, understand. They didn't, they didn't get it. They didn't and get it. They, they just it. don't get it. Like Hillary, she really thinks that Pepe is an agent of evil. Yeah. Uh, Stan, friend of the show, said, we need another week of Blonde off Twitter. You're gold with your rage tonight. <laughs> I'm telling you, these little tiny releases of anger, they keep me sane. And yeah. I, I didn't even realize how important it was. A reticus again, very generous tonight. Get it right, Matt. It is a castle doctrine. Doctrine. It is castle doctrine. Yeah, yeah. But, but <laughs> well, I forgive my ignorance. But is there a difference? I thought those were synonymous terms. Maybe they're not. Maybe I need to do my research. New Santara, New Santara Rising said, "This whole white colored stuff is nonsense. Nobody realizes how diverse Europe, Africa is. Hinduism is ancient. Indo-European religion. Keck, love you guys. Um, I don't know if that's really true. I mean." Is this person proposing this diversity is not problematic because of Hinduism? I don't know. I Sorry if I misinterpreted you. Sure. Um, Honest Ankh said, death threats on the internet are more ubiquitous than Marxist and Starbucks. Nobody should take them seriously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I used to take them really seriously, get really upset. You know, I think I even called, I might have called the police once about it. And they were like, yeah. what are we supposed to fucking do about it? Well, this? yeah, all I've done is I've, I've been in touch with the local police about swatting because I'm public, you know, I've... Uh, to some extent a public figure and to some extent my address is public yeah. it's like look if you if you ever hear an emergency hostage situation Don't, call about this house that. give me a call give my yeah. parents a call we'll figure out what's going on that's, that's really all you need to do to protect yourself to other than that if someone shows up at my house uh it's on game on yeah or my house too um yeah. And I actually talked to somebody that used to be, I think they used to be a police officer and I was telling them about all these threats that I was getting and they were like, listen, if they don't mention like any information that you haven't said publicly or your home address, I would just disregard it. So yeah, that goes through everybody. I mean, I just wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, Mike Bob said the Fortress of Hope Church, I think soon to be renamed to the Fortress of Hope, the hope that you'll buy our bullshit fake hate crime. <laughs> 
David Howard said, please re-upload the crack story of the broadcast as a standalone video. <laughs> I guess maybe I could, or I could timestamp it for you. Um, it, is, it is, yeah, it, I'll, I'll be sure to link the story at least. It's a story everyone should read. It's a good one. Redicus just said, Tyrone Bigham is real. I'll suck your dick for crack. The things you guys make me say on this show. Jeez. Joel Dykeman, guys, church crack is 70% more effective than regular crack. Bless by Jesus himself. <laughs> A very dead horse. Uh, thank you for the donation. The hate crime I referred to earlier was actually a different one. Check your Twitter. Okay. Oh my yeah, lord. Yeah, sure. I'll take a look. Um, Phoenix Fire One Hundred and Eight said, "Could you do a breakdown of the story of Yakub and one of your in one of your videos? It's from the black Muslim that belittles white people." Hmm. Well, that uh, doesn't if really you, narrow if it you down. Got a, if you got a link, go ahead and send it. <clears> take a look. Um, I feel like I need then, a button for that. If you got a link, send it to me. <laughs> and then Luke yeah. Lucas Devlin, our resident 1488er who insulted my makeup so i told him to fuck off oh jeez! <laughs> i know i was at it in the live controversy chat. um he said first they came for the jews and i did not speak up because i was not a jew then they came for the blacks and i did not speak up for i was not a black then they realized the problem oh nope <laughs> never mind <laughs> oh my thank God. you for supporting the show <laughs> no I, I should block you but you keep giving us such generous donations of 14 dollars and 88 cents and i don't think that i can um, and if you just sent your donation in, I'm probably not going to get it, but, oh, we have one last one. Clyde Sopak okay. said, Hey, Matt and Blonde was just hoping to get you, get your opinion on the idea of the celestial body that we all live on. Ah, the discus celestial body. They're talking about flat earth, but didn't want to say flat oh, earth. Oh yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, I, I believe it to be an oblique spheroid. <laughs> That's the, that's the physics term. It is an oblique spheroid. Oh, Look it up. Boy. I got so deep through that Lucas Devlin super chat before I realized <laughs> what was going to happen. Yeah, you could kind of see it developing, but uh, yeah. Everybody, <laughs> somebody in the live chat just said you're a king tonight, Lucas. You guys are awful. Fucking. Oh awful. my gosh. Okay. Well, we should hurry up and um, give the people what they're after, which is reason to hate us. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you guys. Yeah. All right. So we will um, we'll round it out there. So do stay tuned for the interview with um, with Candace Owens, Red Pill Black, coming up after the intermission here. Thank you to our super chatters supporting the show, helping us keep this production on the air. And uh, I don't know, uh, somehow continuing. I don't know how we do it. Anyway, thank you to everybody else uh, shit posting away in the live chat as well. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube or an audio platform, on demand thank you kindly as well for supporting the show remember there's more material including the call-in show on the audio platforms so check those out itunes google play soundcloud stitcher uh, anywhere you find your podcast you can find us they're all linked in the description for you and you can email us that's beauty and the beta at gmail.com we will be back next sunday because if it's sunday sorry chuck todd it's not meet the press it is beauty and the beta candace owens red pill black coming up right after this bye guys thanks have a great night.
Welcome back. We are pleased to host our guest for the week, Candace Owens, famously known as Red Pill Black. Uh, Candace, thank you for taking the time to join our show tonight. I'm excited that we finally got to do this. We've been paying about it back and forth for a while, so... Yeah, it's it's been a while. It's been a good long while. I know you've made the rounds, so um, yeah. you finally made it to the biggest show there is. You made it to the big stage. Congratulations. Bigger uh, than Jesse Waters. You heard it yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I am told that you are at the center of some controversy as of late, if you haven't heard. Uh, I know in our audience, we have both strong defenders and strong critics of yours. And so to start... We want to just give you the opportunity to characterize this controversy as you see it. Like, are your critics way off base? Do you think they have some points? Like, what's your perspective on the way this whole controversy has kind of blown up over the last couple of weeks? Right. So um, I can't give away too much because I obviously I granted sort of the exclusive to Dave Rubin and we're going to do it live and really dive into social autopsy. What I will say in terms of your question is that this has been so blown out of proportion and the facts of it were staring them straight in the face, but they just didn't do like basic research to understand why everything that they were criticizing was just completely off the mark. And it was interesting because on the one hand, it, it kind of shows you that even though we, I think that us more, you know, centrists are on the right, we've kind of evolved away from liberalism and especially people like me who used to be a liberal in the way that we really value facts and we consider ourselves like that we don't run on emotion. But in this particular example, it really is a study on how close we are to our liberal counterparts because it got completely out of portion and it was really not based in any fact at all. Hmm. Okay, so, so when you say, sorry, did you want to chime in there, Blonde? Well, I just want to know, how would you characterize social autopsy from a philosophical perspective? It was something, as I've said, it's, it's something that never happened. Um, so it, it, there's, it, it's, um, there's one component of this that's really obvious, and it's funny that no one's been able to pick up on it yet that they don't want to give away. Uh, but I've, I've said, I've tweeted that I would never be sorry for social autopsy. It is something that I stand by, and I have not told a single lie throughout this entire process. Uh, but I have you know, all of the receipts and the emails and all of this stuff to sort of prove that. Uh, when we deep dive on this with Dave Rubin on Tuesday. Okay. So when you say you don't apologize for it, I think there are different ways to interpret that. And I think that's right. where it leaves some of the critics hanging potentially. Right. Because I, I don't know that one has to apologize for changing his or her mind. When you right. say that you apologize, are you saying that like your perspective has changed on what this website was designed to do or what its purpose was? Or are you saying... I stand by it 100% and, and, and everything about it was fine. I guess I'm a little bit confused right. on the per, what's the perspective. Is right. your perspective so, back then the same as it is today? Right. So the pers <clears throat> my perspective back then, and I've always said this, I was naive. Like I had, I had nothing to do with politics. That's one of the things that people really missed the mark on. And if you actually like gamer, the Gamergate community knows what this is about. And that's why they've always had my back because uh, during that experience, that is literally what red-pilled me, and I staunchly started defending these Gamergate people um, who were being lied on by the press, and this is what made me get into politics. So social autopsy was never a political project, ever. It had nothing to do with politics, nothing to do with free speech. Um, it had to do with um, something that happened to me um, when I was younger, but these 
and these YouTubers just didn't even think to uh, do basic research to understand where this came from. So when I say I don't apologize, it, first off, it's hard to apologize for something that never happened, right? Like, it's very weird to be like, hey, like, you almost did this, like, you know, and if you had done this and you go down a, a really dark path of what of what ifs and coulda, shoulda, wouldas. Uh, and I am so happy that I don't know where I would be if I didn't have this Gamergate uh, red pill experience. So it's hard. I don't I don't have any regrets because nobody got harmed in the making. And again, there's a huge piece of component that you're missing, which is just that every way that they've talked about this has been completely wrong. They just didn't have the facts. Well, my conflict about this is <clears throat> I feel like the nature of social autopsy, like you had to see when you created this, there was a huge potential to change the game on the internet and that it would be used um, for evil. Like, you know, people were going to use social autopsy to dox people, that they would use it to uh, wow. to accumulate information on other people. I mean, Absolutely did that occur to you that it was going to be used Absolutely. for the exact thing you wanted to prevent? Absolutely wrong. That's And again, that, that is like a huge glaring fact that people are missing. And it's why some people have stood up and defended me. Absolutely wrong. This could not have been used to dox anybody ever. Oh, are you gonna you're gonna talk about it on man? Ruben got yeah. scooped. Didn't <laughs> I know. How did yeah. how did we it's get wrong. duped? It's wrong, and it really is. It just goes back to people yeah. just not being knowledgeable. And it's funny because <clears throat> there's so many videos that people were doing where they were so close to realizing, like they okay. were like, yeah, like I was kind of wondering if I was crazy. And they it, you can almost see in a face that they know that they're missing something that's really obvious and right in front of them, but yeah. they just couldn't two and two together you know they couldn't be like oh wait this makes no sense never mind but people in the comments like not on the youtube videos but people that were tweeting had instantly put together were like guys 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 and i would i would inbox them on twitter and be like please don't tweet that well, because like, we're going to take the sting out of the room report well, right so somehow i mean we got duped into being cheerleaders for for dave we were somehow we're the commercial for dave's show that's fine we love dave dave's been on our show before Big fan. Love no, the I mean, guy. Candace was like, you yeah. know, we can do this interview after I do Dave Rubin. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Well, I want to go first. And now well, I yeah, my thinking was I don't want the sloppy <laughs> seconds, but I didn't seconds. know there was going to be some big reveal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think the big reveal, is, it's, it's like I said, people have figured it out on Twitter. People have been okay. adding it with the so, common sense elements of this um, and why this like what has turned into a YouTuber witch hunt, not you guys, but like was just like really off the mark, but they, they just didn't figure it out and they made all these videos. And okay. unfortunately for them, it's gonna be a lot of apologizing when all this is said and done. Well, well, I very much look forward to this big reveal because this is actually the first time learning of this. Like I've not yeah. heard of this. A couple questions on this. If there is some big fact that everyone's missing, that it's going to change the way they look at social autopsy and everything, that all the criticism that's been thrown against you, <clears throat> why was why would that be withheld until now? Why would that not have been put out immediately in the face of this in the first place? Okay, so I think first thing you have to understand is this this was already in hiding in plain sight. I have okay. done so many interviews in social autopsy when it was first going down. I've been all over talking about it. I met Mike Cernovich. He tweeted that I met him 18 months ago. Like, nobody has really thought about this. Like, nobody has actually stopped and said, wait a second. If this girl really created a tool that was going to, like, dox everyone on the Internet, why the hell would someone like Mike Cernovich, who literally his entire brand is being a free speech activist, even give me a second thought? You know what I'm saying? And he, we met... He likes me. I appeared in his documentary. There, there's just so much there, and it's so obvious to me that I'm just like, did nobody conduct even like five seconds of research? But what happened was it started on like something that was false, and then people started doing videos based off of the false, 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 false. Well, okay. I, I could see how that could happen, but I, I don't. Why? I there's one thing that. It. 
saying. Why like? Wink, well, wink. well, there's that, but I'm also a little bit wary because you've accused you've accused your critics of being part of a funded campaign. So on some level, you're saying there's funded organization here, and then on the other side, you're saying, but it's incompetent and they miss everything. I right. mean, are they funded and bad at their jobs? No. Okay. So the thing about strongly taken out of context, what I was saying about funded, I was speaking specifically about Richard Spencer, and this has been a long time conversation about him being a democratic operative. People took things way out of context with that and made some of the guy was responding to the, the YouTubers that are making videos. I wasn't even paying attention to the YouTubers that are making Oops. videos. It's not, I don't identify as a, um, uh, like, I, I don't know, like it sounds weird to say this, but like that wasn't the community that I wanted to like, be friends with like it kind of just felt like they were all like gossiping about me and talking I about did, me. I did. I thought I saw a snippet. Was it from your patron page? I can't remember where this was circulating. Where you said that Tree was a funded operative. Um, I'm going to specifically speak about that on the Ruben Report. Okay. okay. Just, just there's a lot of stuff that like. But <clears throat> anyways, if we're talking about the Facebook, or the Facebook video that I made, are you talking about the? the I think I think on. it was a message. I just want to stop really quick because I have. <laughs> I have some technical difficulties and like half of her picture has just disappeared. So Who, me or proceed, Candace? Uh, Candace. I just want to acknowledge it for the audience. It seems like we never get through anything without some yeah. kind of technical. This problem. one's not on me. I, no, I, it's I'm like Skype. Skype yeah. just had a had a weird here. Um, no, actually, actually, just keep going and I'll I'll draw it in. Well, sorry to sorry to interrupt, but uh, I think you know. Candace was talking. You're fine. So, yeah. So, yeah. So it's just it's it's um, again things people didn't know who I was talking about, who I was talking to, and everything that I've said. I stand by. There's not. I'm not going on the Ruben Report to edit anything. Like I've said what I've said. I stand by what I said. And to answer your question, Matt, um, what, for the conservative people that were interested in this and following this and started thinking that things were shady, they just didn't have the facts. They didn't have. It's a, it's a huge misconception. And, okay. um, and in terms of why I didn't come out and try to clarify it first, it was so ludicrous. Like you do realize Tree's video started by saying that I was releasing it in three weeks. Like all I had to do was wait three weeks. You know, like there's no reason to respond to right. it. It just seems so low level to come up with just such a bold faced lie. So all of these people that have supported her when three when she tweeted that it was that this site was being released in three weeks, I fully expect all these people in three weeks to turn tables and say, you told us this was going to happen. Where is this? When is it going to be released? Because you can't just tell a bold face lie like that and, and get away with it. That's so just the don domain name expires in January? January <clears throat> 1st, I believe. It, and when I purchased it, I purchased it for two years. So I, I purchased it in February of 2016. And so it expired. Like I haven't touched it. Like I haven't even, I hadn't even. And we can it. presume you won't be renewing the domain name or revitalizing this project in any way. No, no, I, I didn't even like I hadn't even typed in the domain name socialautopsy.com in since last uh, April of 2016. Like it's just such a crazy thing that this is like suddenly coming to the forefront and I never hit it. Like I never hit it because it was like something I was very honest about. It's the reason I'm here. You know, it's it's crazy for like, why didn't you bury this? Why didn't this? Why didn't this? It's the reason I'm here. The Gamergate community is the reason that I am here today. And people would have found out eventually anyway. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're so much shadier if they had found out about it and I had like tried to burn my head. Like it's stupid. I mean, I, I am <clears throat> at some level sympathetic to that because you could go back on my social media, for example, and see profoundly idiotic political, <laughs> uh, political observations from the past. However, I, I do think to the critics point, there's probably something to be said about constructed infrastructure for potentially you know, questionable purposes. It's not, I don't know that they're quite the same, but I, I sympathize with your point too, that, you know, just because you've changed your mind doesn't mean you have to start nuking the past 
um, presuming that you're not using this infrastructure for bad purposes and your intent is just to let it fade away. Right. And then there's again, something really big there that's being missed that there, there was no harm, no foul in leaving that up. It, it, I, I literally wouldn't have even taken it down. I would let it naturally expire. But then people were like, if the rumors that you're not releasing it in three weeks are true, then take down, take down the page. And I was like, okay, like no big deal. Okay. And then when I took it down, they're like, Oh, why did she take it down? And I'm like, are yeah. you kidding me? This is like, this is all social ju justice warriors. Zach. Like, there's I, no solve for this. You know, can I ask you this? Do you still consider yourself an anti-bullying advocate? Would you describe yourself or an activist or however you'd put it? Would, would you say I'm an anti-bullying person? Yeah, and if I don't know. So, a better question is, do you think that hate speech is a problem or online bullying is, is a real problem still? I, so again, if you followed Gamergate, one of the, the biggest issue, you know, at the nucleus of that was that girls were fake harassing themselves on the internet. Something that I learned from that is that uh, there's literally funded trolls on Twitter and they work for Twitter. So I didn't understand that. When I started this project, this was about high school kids. You were going around meeting with high school high schoolers trying to help kids um, with technology. I was, I was about, if you watch the video that I made when I was first going to raise funds for it, it was about kids killing themselves over Snapchat when they were 10, 11 years old. So I was not in politics. I was not on Twitter. I, I had no idea like that this whole beast existed in terms of, so I just wasn't, again, naive. I didn't understand it. Um, so to answer your question, yeah, we have a problem, but it's not going to get solved if the billionaires are, are the ones that are doing it. You know, if this is like, if these are, if George Soros is paying for trolls or if Twitter is running an operation of trolls, then how the hell are we expected to be able well, to stop out bullying? That's a whole different yeah. issue. Politics yeah, I guess high school kids go through are two entirely separate issues. I guess my question for, for you now and your perspective now is what is, at what point does bullying, uh, like, free speech cross into bullying that should be potentially regulated or that we should intervene, that we should stop it. What is your distinction between, or maybe you don't even grant one, but what's your distinction between permissible free speech that we should be allowing culturally and legally and say bullying that ought to be stopped either by some private actor or by government potentially? Um, so again, uh that's a really good question. And it's not really something that I've thought of with like now this like newfound knowledge of how things are actually working on the internet. Um, all I can say is that I, I still feel very strongly that we should be talking about the impact that technology and the way that you can bully with technology affects children. Like that's kind mm -hmm. of like the at, the, at the heart of it, like adults toughen up, you know, you know what the game is and I, I, I can take anything. You can say whatever you want to me. There's no, I don't think anybody should step in and say, oh, I, this person tweeted this. I can't. It's, obviously, if there's a threat, like, you know, I'm going to come find you and stab you and your entire family. That's a totally separate issue. But in terms of bullying, like you're an adult grow up, um, you're going to have to be able to either say, I can't handle this and get off, get off of the Internet. Um, but. When you're talking about children, uh, it's just different. They're not developed yet. Their brains aren't developed yet. The things that they think are so serious are not serious. You know, the stuff that I cared about when I was 14 years old, that yeah, would have ended my world. I would have killed myself over. As an adult, it's like, okay, like turn off, you know, just turn off the TV, turn off your phone, or whatever. So I don't. Broadly speaking, if, if you were just to opine now, would you consider that to be the regulatory domain of society or parents? Like, who who should be protecting children from that sort of thing. It's hard to put the, the, the um, place it firmly on parents because kids go to school. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't say like, I actually, I nanny to put myself through school. I'm very attached to children and how things affect them. Um, but so I just remember the little girl, she was like, 
her mom want she wanted to get a cell phone and she's 11 and everybody has a cell phone you know everybody has a cell phone everybody's already doing instagram and i'm like this is crazy like girls are like oh she's so much pretty she's literally looking at me and she's so much prettier than me i'm like you're 11 like you're, your face isn't even developed yet you know um and these are sort of like the things that they're going through that we never had like i was the the i went to i graduated high school in 2007 we had just gotten facebook i think when i was in 10th grade uh yeah. so Kind yeah. of the last generation who were able to just grow up, you know. And now they are looking yeah. at the way their bodies look, how they're developing at such a young age, and it's a crazy, crazy thing that needs to be talked about. Well, the biggest uh, tragedy that's lost that our generation was probably the last to have is you, as a young male growing up, you need to have the terror of calling a young lady and getting through her dad <laughs> yeah. to ask her to prom or whatever else. Like, that's a thing that doesn't exist anymore, to your right. point. Yeah, I mean, I do yeah. think there are some considerations, certainly, about the intersection between caring for children and and technology. We could talk forever about who's responsible on that. I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah. It definitely not just doesn't just lie with parents because they go to school and they have technology. Teachers are even using technology in classes. Like they yeah. either like, well, we're doing it in this class. So if your daughter doesn't have a phone, she needs to get, you know, an iPad. She can use a school iPad. It's so, it's so intertwined now in education in the public system. And there is a conversation that needs to be had. And I've always been an activist for that because I understand firsthand what that's like when you're a kid and something like that happens to you. Um, I, I lived through like some really traumatic stuff when I was a kid and I'm just passionate about it. That's just something I'm going to passionate about. That's never going to go away. I don't care. You know, I could go so far right. I'm always going to care about children and the conversation that we need to have about technology. And I'm not sure what the solution to that is per se. Um, but even just having the conversation with them and it is something I think. I wanted to ask you a few more broad questions about uh, your conservative belief system because Skag and I both come from the left and so I'm really interested in people's uh, political evolution. So what foundational values were altered upon this red pilling experience? Uh, are there any specific issues that you view drastically different now outside of social autopsy, um, immigration, abortion, things like that? Um, drastically different, no, and that's a huge misconception. I think people thought that I was like an SJW before, or like I was like <laughs> like wearing a pussy hat, running around. Like no, I've I've always run on logic. Uh, anybody will tell you that. Uh, drastically different. The number one thing I would say is I didn't realize how ugly I was. I never considered myself a feminist, but I didn't realize how ugly feminism had become. And an article that woke me up to it, and it's a hard article to read as a woman because it's written for men and the way he writes, like Mike Cernovich does not care. Um, but it's, it's entitled The First Mistake You Make as a Man. That article really, and he was a big part of my red pilling experience. And then I started like going on his former website, Danger and Play. And reading that article really woke me up to like, wow, like as a person that runs on logic, you can't deny some of the facts that are in there and how girls are essentially kind of running the world. And then at the end of it, being able to call themselves victims. Um, so again, if facts are represented to me, I've always been a person that's been like, yeah, that makes sense. So it doesn't. Um, I wasn't too liberal. I just wasn't conscious about politics. I, you know, I, I think I, I would have probably been always considered a centrist, and I always had issues with my liberal friends. I'd be like, that doesn't make sense. Just because you feel that way doesn't make that real. And I would have these fights with them. So um, my family says that I've always been a conservative. I just didn't know it, and that could be true. Uh, but there's, you're not going to find anything of like me writing like, hey, feminists, like let's get together and. I, I've always been pretty much the same. So, what are um, what are your family's leanings? Uh, are they? Do you come from like a conservative household? Are they? Yeah, I'm black. Yeah. Black household. Hey, I, Matt, look. I if you... am black. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say. I was going to say. Look to blonde if you want such assumptions. I don't make them. 
That's not my role on this show. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, my family, uh, they are Democrats. They have voted Democrats. They are on the plantation 100%. Uh, but I've been red-pilling people. Like, my sister, same scenario. What I say about the black community is a lot of them, if they actually sat down and thought about it consciously, there's no way they'd be Democrats. Everything that they complain about all day in terms of their bills and, you know, the things that kind of um, provide the most strife in the black community, if they yeah. sat down and thought about it, they'd realize if they keep voting for Democrats, they're going to keep having those issues. But they don't have the time or the resources to spend on YouTube watching political videos. They're trying to pay their bills. They have mouths to feed. So, again, it's, the, it's, uh, it's largely just ignorance. Yeah. Well, I do, um, in terms of cultural reform within the black community, I, I certainly am I, I'm really uh, excited to see a lot of conservative voices rising, I guess I, sh I could say, but not just because they're conservative, not just because I want that to, to take over, but because I just want some challenge. I just want some back and forth. And the way that, that you know, the, the particular wing, like the Black Lives Matter wing of, of the black community, I don't think they will listen to a white person talk to them. <laughs> no, nope, you know, like, like just, I, I can't walk in there and be like, "Listen, guys." Yeah, yeah. Right. I got, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you some things. It doesn't matter if I make sense or not. Yeah, no, they yeah. will. Are you wearing like a KKK hat? Right. Like, you can't do it, and that's right. why I said the black community needs new leaders. I'm so excited that I get to be one of them that's on the forefront of a line saying, "Listen, I don't care." I, I, and I went bold. Like I didn't just like softly tiptoe in here. Like when I made this yeah. decision, I was going to start doing this. I named my series the myth of the coon. I want that to feel like a punch in the face. Hmm. I want you to be like, what the heck is wrong with this girl? And then be incapable <laughs> of disputing any of the facts that I present. That is yeah. how it has to work, you know? So are your parents well, proud I of you? Are they still pissed? Uh, no, my dad wasn't pissed. He was just like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> what's going on? You know, uh, I think my mom was definitely more, she's, she's definitely a little more under the Democrat spell, but, uh, my family has been so supportive, but I've always, like I said, I've always been this way. Like if they, if it was going to be a child, like it was going to be me. I just, they, I, I lost all shock value with them over the years. I could walk in and be like, you know, like I, I'm a lesbian murderer and they'd be like, okay, Candace, like, that's, that's, you know, like, she's just well, going for shock value here. <laughs> well, the original case you made is one, the simple case is often the most persuasive. And it's, and when you look at, at the way that the black community votes and the results that come out of it, which have not been great over the last decade, even more potentially. Uh, just the reasoning of, I don't know, it's not working well, try something else. That's like it. it doesn't I even have to be an know. affirmative case. It's no, just it the alternative That's can't be worse. Yeah. What did Trump say? Well, it can't get any worse. I mean, he said that he took a lot <laughs> of heat for it. Like, but... Yeah, and the, the ability of a leftist to change that around and make it seem like he said more, like, no, he literally asked you what we had to lose. Like we are leading in every negative stat. We have nothing to lose. Yes, you might be an exception. You might be a rich black person. You might be, you know, an employed black person. But in terms of the statistics of we are leading in every terrible stat in this nation. So let's try something different. That's all. I mean, that's all Trump has really been advocating for. How do you make statistics about black crime palatable to the average person? Because I bring this up periodically and it just it just throws people into a tizzy. They cannot handle it. They always freak out. People hate a mirror. I mean, look, people hate a mirror. Everyone likes to point the finger and say, you're this, you're this, you're that. Nobody likes to look inward and say, here's what we are, here's what we need to fix, because it's easier to point the finger. That's why they're accepting these handouts. It's like, uh, slavery happened, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, just give us handouts, because you, you gotta pay and you gotta pay, just give us handouts. So it's, it's 
going introspect is hard for, I think, a lot of people. And I'm not one of them. I'm happy to look at my community. I'm happy to look at my family. I have family members that are on Section 8. I have uh, family members that have been on welfare and have five kids and have bigger apartments than I've ever had. That's ridiculous. And I tell them that to their faces. You know, that's been my position as a family member to say, this is BS, that I have to work my ass off and you get to sit down and pop out babies, you know? So it's, it's about being honest and above all else, just being fearless. And I have zero fears right now. Like I'm like with no wheels on. (laughs) Is there a particular person that you credit most with changing your perspective or evolving your perspective? Is there, I mean, I know you said Mike Cernovich, so I I, I suppose that would be point one, but are there other people that, that you, that really shaped the way you think or changed the way you think? Uh, So number one, I'd like to credit myself. And I I say that all the time because I I want to encourage people to understand that they have the ability to think independently and everything comes from within. It comes from you valuing your experiences with people above what somebody tells you about them. And um, that I think is, has been the biggest thing for me. And then separately, um, it was just a lot of, um, of reading. I mean, there's so many people that I could credit for, but at the end of the day, it's just about having an honest conversation with yourself about where you're at, where your family's at, where the people that you're around are at, and how they got there. Like, you can't just blame everything on identity politics. Yeah. Well, and isn't it such a satisfying experience when you expose yourself to new information and you really sit down and think about it and when you change your mind, like, I think people fear that. And there's a lot of shame that goes along with it. Like, oh, yeah. this person's a, a hypocrite or a flip flopper or whatever else. But I don't know. Uh, my perspective has changed so much in the last two years or so. But every yeah, time it's happened to me. that's the mark of an intelligent person, though. Right. Well, maybe. Not evolving. Yeah, you have yeah. to evolve. And that's something. And by the way, to, to take this back to the beginning, we're talking about social autopsy. I always say, like, what if I actually did? What if? social autopsy, I actually did build it and it was a doxing website and I learned my lesson the hard way. The conservative community should still be opening the doors to this for people that are realizing like their errors are their way and and they want to change their mind because evolution is what makes us a human being. If we're not growing, we're dying. And that's just the truth. And we have the element of danger though that prevents people from doing that. Like I've been doxed and it was a horrible experience. That's what's so funny. I got it's awful social autopsy and it, it there was a map put of my entire family on 4chan and people just like did not it's all there it, they, all they had to do was research i'm so against doxing it's crazy like it's just it's insane yeah. isn't that what zoe quinn said was going to happen and she doxed me she doxed me so you know a lie makes its way around the world way faster than the truth so you're like why did you respond instantly you realize it's been like a week right like it hasn't exactly been six months and i have i was traveling i was on a business trip Things got so crazy. It was like, and then people spun out of control with this like theory that I've been doxing people or was gonna dox people, and it couldn't be more false. Um, but look, the truth eventually gets out of bed and puts its shoes on, and that's Tuesday. <laughs> so right. So so beyond like blowing everyone's mind on Tuesday, which is the big <laughs> reveal is coming, and everyone's everyone's perspective is going to change. But well, generally okay. speaking. Right. Inc- including mine. I'll be there. I'll be tuning in. I, I want to hear this. And, uh, you know, I, I, and I, obviously we've spoken with Blair before and, and we know Blair. So uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, at some level, we know you both. It'll be interesting to see you guys. I expect some insults to be hurled. I, I think, well, I, I've seen some of the Twitter exchanges. They, uh, they are, they're, they're not 
Um, Hold on, not- let's be clear. I have not called him even one name. I have not. Yeah, I've yeah. I haven't seen. Several. I haven't seen you call her anything. But she did call you trash, didn't she? Yeah, I think, more I did, than I did trash. See that. Like call people that supported me, dumbasses. Was like, you know, like I don't. I don't play at that level ever. I think it's uneducated. I and I don't ever want to present myself as someone who wants to pull out someone's hair. And by the way, the irony of accusing someone of being an SJW and using those tactics of name calling to defeat somebody, like present the facts, okay? Like if you're saying I dox people, say show show how I dox people. Show me who got doxed. That's like and, a little name calling as an some yeah. Right. Yeah. It's an add on. It's not a substitute. It's an right, add on. Right. I will just be calling him names all day. Um, well, I notice you're already, you're already doing the him jab. You're, you're not, uh, you're not buying into the she thing here. Well, I oh, think, she's that, I think that he's been very off, like open about the fact that if he look, there's, there's one thing I think Blair and I agree on. And the reason that um, he aligns himself with conservatism is he agrees that the pronoun is unimportant. I've seen it. Hmm. I, I, I've seen Fair videos point. that he's like, it doesn't matter. I, if you want to talk about my conservative values, like I don't, I don't play that game. You know, like um, happy to respect people. They can make their own choices in their life, but I'm not gonna pretend that um, Blair is a woman. That's crazy. Like, you know, I don't, I don't play that. So. Well, before we inserted ourselves into YouTube drama, as I hoped not to do, everyone's our friend here. We love everyone. They love us. That's the game we play. What I was trying to get to inartfully was uh, what like big picture. What's next for you? I mean, I've seen you doing the big tours. You're on this, that and everything else. And uh, so so obviously I'm not asking you to disclose anything. There might be behind the scenes things or whatever's going on, but what do you think you're going to do? Are you going to be this media personality? Are you going to stay independent? Do your own YouTube thing? Like what's the big, yeah. big plan here? Um, so I definitely, I hit the media circuits, uh, for a lot of reasons. And it's just because I want to keep tapping into people's minds and that's what people are watching. So doing my own thing is great. And I'm never going to, I'm never going to stop doing my own thing. I think it's really important to be in control of your own brand and in control of your own voice. And as soon as you sign on the dotted line, uh, with somebody else, they tell you, well, you can't say this, you can't think that. And I want to remain Candace Owens at the end of every single day. Um, but, uh, I have some really exciting stuff coming up in just this month in November, right after we put this drama to rest, uh, there will be some fun announcements and it's, it's just getting bigger and bigger. It's exciting. And people have been really responsive and I'm grateful to everyone. You guys, I think you were actually one of the first people that tweeted me. Like it was years. You were like, this girl's going to be huge. Um, <laughs> seriously, but that's stuff that put me on the map. It's everybody just, um, as a community reaching out and promoting one another. And that's what I want to be a part of this, like kind of positive conservative movement and giving liberal refugees a home. Because- yeah. Isn't, isn't it fun? I mean, the idea that this, this, uh, this, well, we call it the duct tape production around here. Like the, our show is, is essentially made of duct tape, you know what I mean? But isn't it's it, a little isn't duct tape it, now, right? Isn't it interesting or fun that just, I mean, three peers can get together and at some, and, and independently and together at some level compete with gigantic companies, gigantic budgets, all the reporters in the world, all the staff in the world. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the power of honest inquiry. That's the power of truth. Right. That's the power of not selling people a bill of goods and, and not being, not, not shilling all the time. You know? And tr- doing this on an individual basis. We're so lucky. Like I used to watch Stefan Molyneux and Ruben and be like, these are my intellectual heroes. And then I get to meet them and talk to them. It's, it's yeah. incredible. In yeah. what other field would we be able to do this? It, the barriers for entry would just be too high. Right, and, and that's what's so cool, and bringing up Stefan Molyneux and Dave Rubin and all these guys is that 
between us, we're building bridges. And that's why it's important. And that's another thing that this drama has taught me is that negativity never wins in the end. Like the nastiness and, and the name calling, and all that crap people were doing, like, okay, I want nothing to do with you ever after this. Like, you know, it, regardless of whether you put up a video saying sorry and all this stuff, it's the nastiness of what you initially did. Um, and without just trying to, hey, say, hey, this is the new girl. Let me reach out and see if I can get her on my show. Let me, it, before I make a video, completely smearing her, you know? And then they, instead they did it the opposite way. I'm gonna make a video and then demand she talks to me. Who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> no, okay? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I think that's a fair rule. That's the rule that I always try to uphold and I think we believe in here is everybody's yeah. fair game for criticism. Nobody's immune right. to that. But as a general rule, general principle, if you're gonna criticize a person, you should be willing to talk to them. I'm not saying your critics aren't willing to talk to you. Right. Um, I'm just well, saying- The videos went up first and then there were demands made after. Like I was like, like it was a hostage situation. Yeah, like, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work that way either. You can't just- way. You can't criticize and say, no, 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 now you have to talk to So nobody other. messaged you first before they made a video? No, the only person that mm. messaged me was, um, and I actually didn't know he made a video, so I actually tweeted the other day. I said, uh, no one messaged me before making a video. Bunty King, uh, mm. he, he messaged me first, and I was going to get back to him. Like it, I had you guys in my mind. I had him in my mind. I was like, I should probably do something with people that haven't established like a YouTube show and get ahead of this, but I was traveling. I was in Austin giving a speech at a show, and then I was on uh, Infowars, and I was in San Fran when all of this kind of happened, and it was so crazy. I didn't have time to respond to him, and he gave me like a day and a half to respond, and I, when I didn't respond, he tweeted something like to the effect that like I was being shady because I um, had blocked the people that first made the smears about me. Of course I'm gonna block them. How shitty is that? You you make a video about me, you don't talk to me. I'm like the most accessible person in the entire world. Like I will like say like, oh, I'll get back to you and I'll go back and forth, but like I'm a pretty easy person to access, but he and I actually talked it out and um, I like we're totally cool because I told him I was like, I appreciate you reaching out, but like it wasn't cool that you didn't give me like the time. He's like, well, I gave you like a day and a half. I'm like a day and a half while I was on a business trip and people were making like 37 videos about me. Like, can I like swallow? Yeah. You know, like I mean, people, you know, people are on a tight time frame too. Like I, I don't think, I don't think people should necessarily have to wait for you, but I would also think it would be, un, uh, it would be unfair of them to say like, oh, she just blew me off or, oh, she yeah. just, yeah. she, she never responded. You got to give people a little bit of a window of time. Yeah, exactly. And, and Does I, he have a YouTube channel? I thought he was just a Twitter guy. Oh yeah, Bunty has his own live show and everything he now. A, oh, a, I did not he know that. Show. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna do something. Like I'm not gonna be on it. Uh, I don't think, but he's gonna do something after the room report. And I think that he understood where I was coming from after the fact. Um, and again, like he said, like he really just thought that me blocking people was shady. And I was like, of course I'm gonna block people that are just talking trash about. Me. Like they were just talking trash about me. There was no like inclination. It was like this is the fact, and we just broke a story. Not like, hey, we heard this, and we're trying to get to the bottom of it. And hey, like if they wrote that, like I heard this, trying to get to the bottom of it. Could you uh, let me know what happened here? I would have written them immediately. Like, I but, only have one more question. Yeah. <laughs> what is Alex Jones like in real life? <laughs> okay, I'm not kidding. He is exactly. I've never seen someone with so much energy. It scares me. Like, I, <laughs> it's that I, super vitality. Sparks to fire. Right. Like the whole day, the whole day. Like there was a certain point where we were sitting at dinner. He took like everyone in for his dinner, and he he had so much energy. I turned to him and I said, "Like, do you just go home and just like, you know, like, just, like, <laughs> like, like you know, like, yeah. how they run around all day and they've got so much energy and they just like fall down?" I am convinced that that is what he does at the end of the day. Huh. Like, yeah, pretty much. Like, I've never seen someone with that much energy. It's insane. Like, I don't know what, like, I need that. I need some of that, you know? <laughs> well, I was going to say, you're a fairly energetic person yourself. So for you yeah. to be in awe of energy strikes me as, a, <laughs> yeah. it's got to be next level stuff. Yeah, he, he is like, yeah. 
times three. Like there's three of me around all the time. He's so much energy. <laughs> Like, and what's really cool about him and um, is that he, he lets everyone that works there, by the way, someone said there was a rumor that I worked there. I don't work for them. I was in town and went and did something in studio. Um, but he lets everyone who does their show, they have full creative control. Like he does not tell them what to say, what to talk about. And I think that that yeah. is so awesome and so necessary. Yeah, that's our friend Owen Schroyer uh, is on InfoWars now. And we watch his show periodically. And he just... Pretty much does it's his own thing. He I don't I yeah. don't even think he like checks in with Alex. They give him like full creative control. He does yeah, a great I job. Was on show when I was down there, Owen show. Right. Yeah, was, I listened to some of the callers asking about uh, social autopsy or one yeah. caller at least. Do, um, like I'm sure you know about Owen. Maybe you don't, but the what we appreciate about Owen and his claim to fame forever in my mind will be the guy. You're familiar with AIDS Skrillex, right? No. The internet meme, you're fucking a white male. That guy? You don't know that guy? No. No. Oh my I, gosh. Like, yeah, as soon I, as we're done, okay, as soon we as we're done, you, I'll yeah. I'll send it to you. There's this the the internet meme looking guy, the the AIDS he's called AIDS Skrillex because he looks like a sickly Skrillex. And it was Owen in St. Louis at a Donald Trump rally just debating people before he was but on debating Info everybody you know yeah. it's just owen against the world in every clip i've ever seen yeah him in. and 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 aid skrillex is lecturing him about privilege or something else and owen's just saying well how do you know you don't know anything about me and the guy just erupts you're fucking a white male like right in his face and it became yeah. it became a meme clip and so uh, owen to us is always the original fucking white male. yeah and then we ran into him at the rnc and he just had yeah. his megaphone and every word that came out of his mouth was influential yeah. and crisp yeah, i was awesome. like this guy let's be yeah. friends with this guy <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he's really cool and they have such a cool like everything they're doing down there it's really cool it was interesting to see it because obviously someone uh, who was kind of living with like uh, i don't know blankets i guess over me um i didn't know anything that was going on I, everyone thinks that infowars is just this conspiracy theory they've got nothing there it doesn't make sense and people don't actually understand how successful they are and how big their audiences. Um, so to, to uh, disregard them would just be silly. You know, you have to really um, pay attention to stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll get heat for saying it, but I, I look at it. I think you got to look at anything with a critical eye. And I have seen quality stuff come out of pretty much every outlet under the sun. And I've seen total garbage come out of pretty much outlet, yeah. every outlet under the sun. I will say that they jump on stories too fast, but like even right. the infamous cl clip of Alex Jones saying that the frogs are bisexual, that's, they were intersexual. So he was kind of <laughs> right, you know, like he, he was almost there. And that's kind of how I feel about Alex Jones. Like he'll say something totally insane. And then like six months later, I'll hear something that kind of corroborates it. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, all right, yeah. Alex Jones. Oh, okay. oh boy. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see the reaction to this. Well, first off, they were way too soft to red yeah. pill black. And second off, they praised Alex Jones the whole time. Oh, I know. Yeah, right? I, no, yeah, yeah. You're, you guys are going to catch so much heat. But after the room report thing goes up, you're not going to catch that heat. And I want to say that I super respect you guys for not uh, caving into the pressure and jumping in on the dog pile and kind of. Yeah, I mean, we, we've had listeners ask about it. Like we do a call in show on Wednesday nights. We had people asking about it and. You know, I mean, I think our stance the whole time has been, look, I think there are plausible concerns about right. social autopsy. Right. I'm with you guys there. I think to some extent, some people have been unfair of their treatment of Candace. And so I'm trying to maintain this. I do think there's kind of a happy medium. And of course, if you've got groundbreaking evidence that blows yeah. the whole thing open, exactly. maybe that's going to change. Groundbreaking. It just is going to be like, oh, <laughs> why yeah. didn't we see that first? But, but we, um, you know, it's... I've, I think we've learned as we grow this, and I'm sure you're familiar with, it's very important to pick your battles. And, and the other thing is, 
you know, you're, you're a big girl. You can fight for yourself, clearly. Like, you don't need... Yeah, I don't up need until to this jump point, in there was very little nose. reason for us to opine on this. You know, it's yeah. like, why would we put our oar in? But on my own channel, you know, I've obviously spoken out against doxing, but I've also spoken out against purity spirals. Right. Yeah, and, it's a, it's and a so real, I've been conflicted yeah. about this. It's you know, it's it's been we've been in kind of a kind of a jam. But uh, the purity spirals, I said something you know that was construed as racist to tweet, and the skeptic community just jumped down my throat. And so I was sympathetic to your position because I'm like, you know, these people, but at the same time, you know, I, I know what it's like to have been docs and I was very suspicious. Of, I, you know, I still am suspicious of social autopsy. So I'll see what happens on Tuesday. So we had to ask you some of these questions, you know, we right. had to, <laughs> yeah. so sorry, you can answer them. I'm very excited for the show. On Tuesday. I've never docs person in my entire life. I have been docs. And by the way, nothing like, you know, it wasn't the craziest thing in the entire world. So I was like, are you really going to kill my 77 year old grandfather? Like, yes, that is his address. That's a little crazy. Um, hmm. but uh, yeah, I just think that it's about being mature. And I will say right now, uh, after this experience, I will be a staunch non-defender uh, of the skeptic community. I, I think that it's garbage. I think it's um, it, they, they're hasty and they're, they're not thoughtful. And it was painful to have to watch some of the stuff that came out of there. It just, it, again, it's a dog pile and it's quick to race. And what they're doing, if you look at any of their Twitter lines, all they do is talk trash about people in the conservative community. Um, you've got some of them that focus on why Mike Cernovich is not great, why Paul Joseph Watson is this, uh, Candace Owens is a fraud, you know, all of these things. And at the end of the day, what is our goal here? To do these purity ideological tests of people that are in our community. It's to be skeptical, Candace, don't you know? Skeptical. <laughs> I'm in my basement right now. I'm super high. I'm skeptical. I'm oh, God. Like, we're going to get stop. stop. You're ruining this. our show. No. <laughs> no. Okay. We, we we asked you for 30 minutes. We're already at 40, but that's that's you a product of- um, And now we've yeah, alienated yeah. pot smokers in their basement. I know. Who's going to watch our show? God. I'm sorry. Well, I'm the, sorry. the big question is why were they watching it in the first place? I mean, if they, you know, if they're turned <laughs> off by this. <laughs> anyway, we'll round it out there. So, you know, everybody, I'm sure there are plenty of people who are are skeptical of, of what you're saying or whatever. Find out on Tuesday. Like I said, I don't mind plugging Dave's show because I like Dave and Dave is one of those guys that really brought me into this sphere. Yep. So that tune in Tuesday, what time? Tuesday at 3 p.m. PT, so uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. Right. So and live on YouTube. So you and Blair with Dave, I guess moderating is the arrangement, right? So uh, I will check that. that live chat. Oh yeah, we'll we'll be there. We'll be there. Uh, that's our guest, Candace Owens, otherwise known as Red Pill Black. You can find her links in the podcast description here. Uh, Candace, thank you for taking the time to speak with us this week. Uh, we're really looking forward to that live stream, and uh, I hope everybody checks it out. And then you can make up your own mind independently from there. So thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great night. Thank you, guys.